Because I actually did a draft yesterday with my my brother and his friends for the entire season, so ready to go. Uh, bam, we're live. When you when you do that draft for the um, uh, frisbee golf season, I guess that is also a tool to help you stay like involved. It's it, it's research. It's tax deductible for your business. As yeah, sports yeah. commentator, analyst, sports analyst. Yeah, for future shows. Love it. I should be involved in that draft. Uh, well, it's all my free time. Mm-hmm. Who's gonna win? Is is there a guy that's the guy that you already know is gonna win the frisbee, the whole frisbee golf uh, shebang this year? No, uh, there are. I would say at least three and up to f- five or six guys that could possibly win, like the season long points. But more than likely, it'll be one of two guys. Uh, would you say it's more? Would you feel more comfortable picking the CrossFit Games winner for 2023 or the uh, Frisbee Golf Champ? Um, Frisbee Golf Champ, I think. Oh wow! Okay, I think yeah. I mean, I I well because I think it's a sure. I think it's a well, sure, let me say sure thing. Who's going to win the CrossFit Games? It's Justin Medeiros and Mal O'Brien. Right, and so it depends if you're asking about men or women in this in Frisbee Golf for women. I think there's only one woman. She's like. <laughs> seems to be unbeatable um she's like a tia Toomey. yeah there's something called a they have a, a, a statistic called a confidence index it's like the likelihood that you'll beat the next guy head to head or whatever yeah. the highest male is like 64 on their scale highest and then there's a guy like 61 57 50 it goes down pretty steeply but then on the women's side the highest girl is 54 other than that girl i was talking about who's 128 What's the highest you can go? I don't know, but that's more than double the next woman. So, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> she was, I don't think she, I think she's from Finland. And I think every tournament she played last year in the US, she finished in the top three, including winning a majority of them. Uh, what do you think about, um, first of all, I, I, I'm embarrassed to say that I, I did, I did probably watch half of the Super hey, Bowl yesterday. Nice cup. Oh, how did you get that? I got a coffee pods and wads one. Oh, what, what do you mean? How did I get that? I need one. You sent it to me since I'm. Oh yeah, that's team, right. Remember? I sent it to you. Yeah, that's. Or right. maybe I got it from Gabe because that's he's right. a man. That's right. <laughs> Definitely, Gabe. He's so thoughtful. Uh, Nate Dog, Brian, motherfucking friend. Um, I I find it um amazing that anyone in the world could have a, anything to say about this show being uncouth when um uh yesterday I was watching the Super Bowl the halftime show which I thought was the best halftime. I've never seen a good Super Bowl halftime show. That was the best halftime show ever. Um, but but it, it, it's not, it wasn't a sports show. That girl took her fingers and rubbed her vagina like the way a girl masturbates her vagina. It wasn't even like like a casual. You know what I mean? She did the, the thing. You know what I'm talking about, right, Brian? That, 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 that thing girls do. Dance moves going around right now? <laughs> She she even held her fingers in the way that I have witnessed girls masturbate and then smelt her fingers. And I I knew it wasn't appropriate because there were like eight other people in the room. And I, and even I wasn't comfortable being like, hey, did you guys just see her finger do the gest- gesture for finger banging her vagina and then smelt her finger? And it's so it's so it's so crazy that that's where we're at with um. And th- what's crazy also is that those people care about like social justice or like anything like that. Like, do they know my kids were in the room? I was at a party with like 30 kids. It was, it was, it was, it's, it was, Maybe I don't know. I don't, do you think I'm approved for that? Suit. 
Do you think I'm approved for that? I mean, I was excited because it's something to talk about on the show. Do you, do you foresee that happening at the CrossFit Games? Like, <laughs> like a, a Tumi winning the uh, the event, running up there, rubbing her. Well, none of the players were doing that. Yeah. The, okay. All right. You know, maybe we'll bring in someone. You, what about Adrian Bosman might do it? Like, you know, like. Uh, I didn't think. I don't think it was Roger Goodell. Maybe we'll bring in someone, <laughs> a celebrity. Yeah. Maybe you. I, I'd just be like this. <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't believe. I don't want to be a prude. I want to have fun. I just, I, I was, tr- I was just tripping. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. Flipping the crowd off. Yeah, that was, that was wild. That was, uh, I, f- I feel like there was some context to that, but, but yeah, that was, <laughs> my kids learned this week what this means, by the way. They're so excited. Oh man. Oh. They're so excited. They it's had no an idea. Exciting month for you. Yeah. They learned that the middle finger means um, fuck. So, and they got the sloppy old school one like this. We used to do it like this in the eighties. Like we thought we were like a jet. Hmm. Anyway, that's right. that sounds more old school to me. <sighs> yeah, the floating platforms were cool. I thought I thought that was amazing. Hey, I thought for sure one of them was gonna fall. I thought for sure. They didn't even test them out before. They didn't. Oh, of course they tested. Oh, good one, Brian. Damn, you're funny. Uh, the official ranking for who are the... I'm going to screw this up. Brian will fix it. Uh, who are the 100 best CrossFitters in the world is now out on Brian Friend's Instagram. It is not on Bar Bend. It is not on Morning Chalk Up. Correct? Correct. It is only in one place. Well, now about to be two places. Uh, Is it on the barbell spin? I don't think so. But he could steal it and post it if he wanted. I tagged him on it. All right. That's like an open. When you tag someone, that's like, hey, feel free to steal this. (laughs) I've been impressed with uh, some of the stuff he's been doing recently. I had some good conversations with him. So you like him. He's good, dude. He's a good, good dude, hard worker. Good, yeah, definitely a hard worker. I like that. Uh, and so, uh, not yet. I shared his top. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, not yet. Wait, where is it? Sorry, just keep screwing up. Not yet. I oh, shit. <laughs> not yet. I shared his top uh, one hundred last time. I still can't get over Hiller's five hundred burpees too. You think five hundred burpees at thirty eight fourteen is good? Didn't see that. Um, yes. Yeah, that's amazing, right? Yeah, most people would be uh, would struggle to do that in an hour, right? And he's huge, dude. He's over two hundred pounds, Brian. How'd that happen? T- t- uh, California, California hormones and a variety of uh, CrossFit mixed together. Okay, we can start the show. Scott Schweitzer's in the house. Good morning. Let's do it. Uh, the top 100 best CrossFitters in the world. Who are they? There's only one guy who does it. There's only one guy we care his opinion. He is sitting over. He's sitting over. Do it like this. There. Oh, he's one, sitting over. There. like that. No, no, do the old school. Do the like 80s. Yeah, yeah, now knows. everyone knows. Hold on. 
<laughs> smells like the grenade soap I use that I got from Doc Spartan. Um, and good morning, Fergie. Good morning. I don't want to be a, a prude, Fergie. I need your and Jeffrey Birchfield's uh, guidance, elderly guidance. I don't want to be a prude. I want, I want, I want them to have fun. But they're such scumbags at the NFL anyway. They're such racist, fucking grooming fucks anyway. But, but, and I like Rihanna. She's one of my favorite. But really, the finger. Do you like the nickname everyone calls her Riri? I think that's. I don't. I don't really like that. No, I didn't know that. When I think of Riri, that I think of. I used to work with the disabled adults, mentally disabled adults, and they would call each other Riri's. That's like means you're retarded. Like you Riri. But they spell it R I R I, so it's it's okay. I don't fart on my hand and smell my fingers, but in public, I have done one of these where you fart in your like kind of cup your hand and then like not in public in private and like dish it off to like someone like one of my friends if i was drunk you know like give them the old dish smell you don't even have to be drunk <laughs> that's true <laughs> and i and i dutched oven my kid the other day but that's a different story um okay that's the opposite of grooming by the way when you dutch oven a kid okay um the top 100 is that right these are the best crossfitters in the world in order the number one guy at the top of that list is the man and the number 100 should just be thankful that we we said his name kind of i mean uh there are men that are not on this list that would be on this list if they were competing in the individual field so these are the top 100 that i as of i think wednesday of last week was able to track down and determine that they're well as best i could determine that they're going to make an effort to compete as an individual this season, this CrossFit game season. Okay. So we just heard one of the criteria to the best of Brian's knowledge, they're going to make an effort to compete individual. Yeah. So for example, I, Zach George is on this list since that, since I sent this to my graphics guy to make the graphics for Instagram, <clears throat> I found out that he's not competing as an individual this year. So I would remove him from the list, but you know, I work, that guy lives in South Africa and he doesn't have electricity 24 seven. So sometimes you just have to have a cutoff. No shit. They don't roll with electricity all the time in South Africa. I think they have rolling four hour blackouts where he lives. We're so privileged in this country <clears throat> and I'm perfectly okay with it. I, I want more privilege. Okay. Um, the, I think the first thing we're going to do is we want to do a quick run-through of those who've gone to the wayside. So we're going to pull up a list of those who did not make it. Um, get Let's out start with the ones that, uh, do you want to start with the ones that I removed from the list from August? Yeah. Yeah, let's start there. So, sorry. Yeah, th that's what I meant. The ones who yeah, – right, let me take two. Uh, we're going to start with the list that was formerly on the list but is no longer on the list – and it looks like we were just starting with, uh, oh, no, those were boys and girls? No, no, those were all the guys. All guys, okay. And uh, so get out your box of uh, Kleenex. This is going to hurt. No, there's, uh, there's hardly anything that's hurting here. I, I mean, every person on the list minus the bottom two is not competing as an individual this year. Or at least um, how, that's what they've told me. How, how do you find that stuff out? How do you find out like that um, uh, Andre Hude is going team? Instagram friends that I have uh, contacts or whatever ask or asking them. You ask them. Okay. Some cases. Uh, so like, for example, I had heard that Roy Stun might be going on a team. I heard that 
Uh, Baden Brown might be going on a team or might not be competing this year. Baden Brown's not on this list. He's still on the top 100 list. I reached out to both of them. Royce said, yep, I'm going to do a team, a mayhem team that's representing uh, Oceana. He sent me the team. I removed them from the list. Uh, I haven't heard back from Baden Brown, so I don't know what his plans are for this year, but I'm uh, keeping him on the list because I don't know and he's good enough to be on the list. I'd like to see a standing ovation when Royce Dunn enters the uh, stadium this year. Yeah. And, and I'm, not jo- I'm not joking. He He's our, he's our Novak Djokovic. He's the uh, man. Okay. Well, people have different opinions about Novak Djokovic, but I'm, he, uh, Royce Dunn was invited to come to uh, be on the demo team this year. He didn't meet the forced drug requirements to come into the United States of America. And so he didn't come. Yeah. And now those, uh, those requirements have been lifted and uh, Mr. Dunn is uh, the door is wide open by the way, Royce, if for some reason you can't come in at any time because of uh, mandates using one of our international airports, the Southern border is wide open and you may cross at your leisure. Okay, uh, so uh, can we start at the bottom with these guys, uh, Matt McCloyd and Travis Mead? Are you just saying that they're not good enough? They got bumped off by two other dudes. Yeah, Travis Mead was kind of, uh, you know, he's not, he never has done the quarterfinals. He did place third in the Open a few years ago. He's the guy that did like, uh, I don't know, 100 hero wads in 100 days. He's, I think he's doing like three, like a hero wad a day. I don't know. He's doing these crazy challenges. He's very fit, but he's not really making an effort to compete in the competitive CrossFit game season. I put him as a hundred in August, just as like a, an honorary mention type. And yeah, Matt McLeod, I mean, obviously he was very close to the bottom of the list anyway. And this is a, is a good talking point, just kind of setting the stage. You know, there are a lot of athletes obviously to consider. Many of them have done some things in the off season. Some of them have done nothing in the off season at all. Matt's one of those guys. I'm not entirely sure where he's at. He hasn't been that competitive in terms of uh, challenging for a game spot recently. Recognizable name, uh, has had some success in the past. If he gave it another run, I do think he could be top 10 in Oceania, but I don't think he can make the game. So I bumped him off the list. God, there are some big names on here. Okay. Um, Jake Marconi. We'll we'll go through these kind of fast. Jake Marconi is not competing this year, focusing on coaching. Fair enough. Uh, Who is he coaching? It should be PO, the, the top athletes over there, I think. And, and he's like the direct contact for like someone like Hopper, like if, like Hopper doesn't get called directly to Fraser. He has to call Marconi first, right? He's he's no Mal O'Brien. Maybe I'm not sure their dynamic right now. Okay, you don't know their flow chart? No, their org chart. Uh, uh, Jorge Fernandez, why did you even have him as individual? Isn't he like a uh, last year? Isn't he a known teams guy? Yeah. So, but I, I at the after the games, I put I make everyone eligible. So after the games, I like is that a cutoff, and then going forward, I'll just say <clears throat> if any of these player people. So when we, after the games next year, obviously there'll be a big change again because I'll reinsert most of these guys to the list in case they go individual. Oh, okay, oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, um, you, Jorge Fernandez, uh, uh, Sam Stewart from uh, Australia, been on the show, great guy. Uh, He's from Ireland. Oh, right. Um, I get my islands confused. Don't laugh, Caleb, please. Um. S- What's the deal here with Sammy? He's he's going for team this year. And, and any noteworthy uh, people on his team? Any big names? 
Um, where is his team? Is he the only name out of Ireland? Is he the only guy that anyone? No, should... there's some actually some guys from Ireland that are on the list on the top 100 list. Joshua is... Wischtrup from Germany, who competed and took second place in the Ruck in 2019, is on his team. That, that guy's not Irish, by the way. That sounds like someone who escaped from Kosovo German. or something. It's German, which is okay. What I said, Mia Hesketh and Antonia Falt Katalinski, so two Swedish women. Decent team for sure. And Tawanya's been on CrossFit Nordic's team before. She won the RX division of Wadapalooza two years ago. And Mia Hesketh, you probably know. No, I don't. Um, uh, does, does, does Ireland have any other good athletes besides Sam Stewart? Like, do they have a girl? Yeah, like, Emma McQuaid. Em- oh, she's Irish. Okay. <clears throat> I get those Irish and English people all confused. Uh, Alex Smith. Yeah, uh, he and Ben are making a team this year. Uh, oh, interesting. So they kind of shit the bed by missing the chance to do that at Wadapalooza if they're gonna if they're going to do um, games. That could have been a good trial run for them. They they just start, but Al, then I think they withdrew because Alex Hip was bothering him. At least that's what I've been told, not by them. Uh, Elliot uh, Simmons. Yeah, he had surgery about a month ago, so he'll be out this season. On what? I think his shoulder or his something upper body. Uh, uh, going uh, team with uh, Jorge Fernandez, we have Joshua Al Chama. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, ben Smith, former games champ. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's going to be the uh, third guy on that team? There are three, two women on that team. It's two men, two women format. Ah, right. You don't think they're going to switch the way Wadapalooza did it because it was so successful? Not this year. Uh, Tola Moraquino. Mm-hmm. Which team? I believe they announced their team this morning. I think it's Pro- it's Proven's team. Wow. So he's kind of like a team guy for hire. He's like a hitman for hire. Yeah. So he's in East Nashville now. Uh, they got the girls from Mayhem from last year. And then another guy who's further up on this list uh, that a lot of people were asking about and said that I'd omitted from yesterday's <clears throat> Um. Instagram posts, but he was not omitted uh, because of anything other than the fact that he's going team this year, and that's Tim Paulson. Holy, it's Tim Paulson, Tola, uh, Taylor, and Andrea? Andrea? Yeah, and I think that they are immediately one of the three favorites to win or podium, along with the two returning teams from the podium last year, CrossFit Oslo and CrossFit Invictus. Um, who will be the leader of that team? Uh, they, I believe... Have uh, designated Andrea Nissler as the captain. Uh, how often does that happen? That there's a female captain? Is this is this like something that should be on the cover of no. uh, the games page? Look, a woman captain. CrossFit Omnia, CrossFit Franco's this year, CrossFit Invictus. It, it'll be a few. They all got. We, we don't know all of them. These are just. Uh, we. I just have a list with some friends that we try to are trying to congregate all of the competitive teams, and if we happen to know who's the captain, then we'll designate that too. I wonder if Andrea and Taylor had any options with uh, like um, like Luke and um, uh, DeChico. Like, 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 did they have any mayhem options? Not sure. I mean, Luke's going individual this year, so he was not an option. Angela does have a team, um, but with different women. I don't. I. 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 I well, we'll see. I'm gonna. Say, I don't think that they win. I don't think they win it. I'm just gonna say it right now. Well, like I said, yeah, I think they're. In the in the conversation, I do think Oslo and Victus are going to be tough to beat, and they definitely, you know, they're bringing back both teams are bringing back the exact same group of people third time in a row that Oslo is doing that. 
obviously they've lost to mayhem the last two years and will be, you know, very eager at the opportunity to maybe climb that final spot to the top of the podium. But uh, Invictus is calling um, this the season of gold or something like that. So um, uh, you can read the story behind the team forming on my site, the barbell spin. Sea uh, uh, Hill Haley should have left Mayhem too. Oi, oi, not Miss Hill. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, um, where are we? Uh, Logan Collins. Uh, Logan Collins was that was an interesting character last year too. He probably deserves a standing ovation. Also, wasn't he the one that was supposed to go up to? Yeah, to the Atlas Games, and was eventually reseated to the MAC. Yeah, what a good dude. A father. Mm-hmm. And what team is he going on? They're going to be called CrossFit Francos. It's Brandon Luckett and Logan Collins, Alexis Johnson, and Shailen Lauer or Lowry. Uh, they should be a pretty good team. Oh, and Brandon Luckett, I think we had on the show too, right? That guy was like some sort of like rocket scientist or he took over his dad's engineering firm or some weird shit. I thought he retired. He's a good dude. He retired, as far as I know, he retired from individual competition. I was such surprised last year to see him at the MAC, but he showed up there coaching. I had Bill Leahy, who will be on the top 100 list. Um, so I guess he's doing team this year. He's got some team experience. Logan and all these, this is a very experienced team coming together. I think that they're not um, <clears throat> as flashy as some of the others in terms of uh, star power necessarily, but I think they could be a top three at uh, the North America semifinal. Who are the ladies on that team? Alexis Johnson, who was on Angelo DeChico's team last year. They got fifth place at the games and uh-huh. independence. And then Shailen Lower. I, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, L-A-U-R-E. And she was also on a team last year. Hey, Kate. was Luckett the guy that had surgery too? Who is the guy that? He did have elbow surgery, I believe. That's right. And and he still performed pretty well with the fucked up uh, elbow at wherever he was, the Mac or the Granite Games or whatever, right? He did that crazy snatch. I think it was West Coast Classic two years ago. I kind of know stuff, people. I kind of know stuff. I kind of belong on this show. Anyway, Shailen was on the shoe flight team last year that um, was unable to compete at the games because one of her teammates failed the drug test. So I hate it when that happens. Lori, JR, JR, thank you. Lori. Are we doing a show tonight? Yeah. With Halpin? Yeah. You guys, if you t- today uh, I'm bringing a box of rocks and we are going to uh, uh, a bag of rocks and we are going to discuss the strength quotient and the I thought it was Power. a pillowcase of of um, soap. Of soap, yeah. This, this, this. There's some weirdness going on over at CrossFit that we are going to try to untangle for you. We're going to try to make sense of this worldwide ranking strength quotient. What's that thing called? Strength determiner. Strength of field. Strength of field. Uh, yeah, we're going to make <clears throat> sense of that tonight. Mike Halpin's going to be there. Let's um, go. Okay, so these are the people off the list. Here we go. Uh, most of them because they are. Wait, let me finish. I'm almost done. I'm almost oh, done. Okay. Okay. Uh, Angelo DeChico is going team. Uh, does he have anyone good on his team? Yeah, uh, they brought, he brought down two people from Michigan. Sam Demeester, who was a semifinalist last year, very very strong young guy. I actually played disc golf with him when I was in Mayhem. And Zoe Jones, who's Sam's girlfriend. Zoe Jones was on the tenth place team at the games last year, eighth day black. And then Kyra Milligan from CrossFit Underdogs is joining with him. So this team is just riding off of uh, 
Mayhem's fame. There's no and and and, the, and we like it just because Angelo's been on the show. But this team, has I think no they fame. have top ten games potential. Oh come on, not even close. Never even heard of those people. <clears throat> uh, t- Taylor Self, one of uh, I mean, one of them was in the top ten last year on a team that was a lot wor- less well known than that. Okay, I figured I'd be. And wrong. Angelo is a he's a gamer man. Like he <laughs> he just show, he's he he's a guy who's better on game day. That's all you need to know about Angelo. Okay, he, he's a he's a grower, not a shower, as they say in the biz. Yeah, he's like twenty three or four, but he's you know he he carries himself like he's thirty, and he's you know he's been competing a long time. I think um, <clears throat> he's the type of guy I would go to, I would like to have on my team. I would go to battle with him for sure. I feel like I can say anything after last night's halftime show. A uh, Taylor self, why don't we just say call like a spade a spade or whatever that that phrase is? We have no idea what's going on with this guy. He has oh, tripled. He's tripled and quadrupled down on the SMTP uh, training. He's basically riding off into the sunset as a coach. He's changed his hat. I saw him recently on um, on his Instagram account. He looks like he's put on thirty pounds of uh, of weight. The, the guy is a, he's a coach now. He's more he's more Max El Hajj than he is uh, uh, you know Rich Froney. Well, it's funny that those are the people you bring up. Thank um, you. I don't think that Max El Haj would be doing thirty mus- or hundred ring muscles for time in a comparable time to Froning. Uh, Taylor's face looks like he got stung by a bee. Let's face it, he's, but he can't. Uh, he hasn't been able to um, to do a lot of lower body stuff. I mean, he had two reconstructive knee surgeries, and he's working his way back from that. He was tempted to compete this year or try to. And he's uh, he is coaching Michelle Baznet, and um, he's taking this season off. He was tempted to do the Open in the quarterfinals just to help his worldwide ranking for future seasons. I told him I would not do that if I was him. I don't think it's worth it. Plus, it just leaves yourself open to temptation. Oh, um, okay. But if he comes back in the following season, I still think he has a chance to do something pretty impressive as an athlete. But in the meantime, yeah, he's definitely – enjoying coaching and like you said doubling down on that because i think he's having some success hey uh, yeah he's definitely having some some success uh, i think taylor is uh, coaching michelle uh, bassinet hey so you told him not to do the open this year i wanted him to do it just because i wanted him like when they make the announcement to do the workout right away and then we could come on the show and talk about it i was gonna have him and hiller do that <clears throat> i mean he's been intentional about his entire rehab process and doing doing the things that are appropriate and going to set him up for success in the long run. And the, he might, something might come up in the open. That's maybe not optimal for him and he could do it. And then he's going to, and then if he does it, it might set him back. And with what his goals and aspirations are, I don't think it's worth the risk. Um, plus if he goes well and then he does quarterfinals and that goes well and he goes to semifinals and he's not ready for whatever comes at semifinals, you know, physically, if the knee is not ready for it, you may end up in a situation where uh, what we saw Sarah Sigma's daughter last time at Wadapalooza. We're saying, why is she out there doing that? Just give yourself the time that you need to heal and come back when you're ready. And I don't want him to be continuously tempted throughout the year by something like that. Honest talk with Brian friend. Uh, oh no, you didn't. SMTP is the best. I'll ride with Taylor any day. I'd ride with Taylor any day too. Uh, Luke de young, de young, he's been on the show. Young kid. But, but that's the big Super afro talented, kid, right? Just can't yeah. get healthy. Um, yeah. I don't Huge, know. right? He's a big man, over six foot. Yeah, someone was six, giving me a hard six with that hair. Yeah, someone was giving me a hard time that, about the that I wasn't 
I had forgotten him in up and comers or something like that. I say, no, I have not forgotten this guy. He's just, um, he told me that he was not going to compete this year. He just put up a post recently that made it look like it was 50, 50, but, uh, either way until he does compete. Uh, and I would probably say same to him as I would to Taylor is if you're not, you know, he's had so many injuries, like focus on getting, getting those things under control before you go and compete again. Um, uh, we talked about Tim Paulson, Andre Houdet, and Royce Dunn. Um, any, any, uh, you know, Tim Paulson's going on that pretty. That team's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, Houdet, Houdet going with anyone notable? Um, pr- probably not. People, you know, Julian Krag, Mashwitz. You don't know him? No, nope, don't. Thanks for testing me, though. Julie Hugard, fittest in Denmark in a couple no. of seasons. No. Nanka Van Overveld, who is on the CrossFit. Uh, training culture team last year out of Spain. She's not Spain. She's from the Netherlands. Decent team. Um, I would uh, think they they would make the games out of Europe. <clears throat> Doesn't Houdet have a wife or a girlfriend who's who's good? I'm um, not sure about that. Uh, uh, and Royce Dunn uh, out of Australia. Did, yeah, they have a good team. That, um, because of the changing landscape of the Australian teams this year, they may win the Torian Pro and be the top seeded team out of Australia coming in. Royce Dunn, Brandon Swan, Christy Hollard, and Marnie Sykes. Um, uh, I, I do want to say this, uh, Muscle and Fitness Girl. She didn't grab her crotch. She used that. She did that thing, you know, that girls do when they rub the root with their middle finger. That's what it was, like when they're masturbating. And then she smelt her hand. It, 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 was, it, was, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was, it was weird. <laughs> Call me a prude. It was, it, was, it was a little much for me just because – just cause like when you get out of the shower and you're naked, you don't think, Hey, I'm naked. But if you looked up and there was a stadium watching you, all of a sudden you'd feel uncomfortable. It was like that. I was in a room full of people and I'm a pretty open guy. Uh, although I didn't drink much last night. I didn't, I didn't have a single drink like during the game or any, or after the game, but still it was like, I don't know. There were like 30 kids around. Uh, Julian Ifford. Good info, Brian, as usual. Can you briefly explain the Catcher and Ellie situation you spoke about on IG? Uh, is that tonight's show? Probably more relevant for tonight's show or tomorrow morning's show that's about either those sorts of things or the women's field. Um, would definitely happy to talk about it. I just don't think this is the right time. Uh, and, and will you tell us briefly just what the subject is and kind of tease what we're oh, talking about? Oh, he's asking why I was um, – I was just pointing out that uh, – He's talking about the athlete exemptions for this year. So he's asking about why, maybe why Katrin was given an exemption to compete in North America West and Ali Turner was not. Either, or he's specifically asking about why I'm frustrated by it. Yeah, I'm frustrated by it too. I can't wait to talk about it. Yep. I'd like to see. I'd like to. I, I wonder what. Just, there's, a lot, I, there's a lot to unpack there, and I don't want to do it a disservice by just you know glancing over it right now when it's not really the focus of this show. Let me just ask you this, just to see what side of the fence you're on. I, I, I'm more on the uh, almost like let people just compete where they want to compete and let the cards fall. Oh, yeah, they, that's what I said. I is that where you that, fall? That, that's the, the fence I, side of the fence I fall on. Yeah, especially if you have a worldwide ranking system. Yeah, let okay. them compete where they live. The intent of the worldwide ranking system is that if there's five people from Europe that are living in North America West and competing there and they're five of the best 100 in the world – that that will be reflected in the number of spots that they get. But the system that's in place right now doesn't necessarily account for that in that way. We're going to talk about 
I'll talk about that more another time, but I'm with you. You should be able to compete where you live with if you want to. I've been, I've been, I've been at the dog park or I've been somewhere with my dog on a leash and the dogs like start sniffing each other's crotches and, and, and the person, like it was just a stranger, but I, I, I've seen them sniff the crotch or do they like rub it with their paw first and then sniff the paw? I've never seen them do that, but I'm open to either one. If, if, if I miss that, I was just wondering if maybe they might do it differently after watching halftime last night, right? They sniff each other's butts. They sniff each other's crotches. And the thing is, is that's never bothered me. I just assume that's just what dogs do, but I've been around dozens, maybe hundreds of people. Cause I was, I used to walk my dog every single day, 10 times a day for 15 years, 20 years. And I would see many times people become uncomfortable with it. Like, Right. So it'd be like me and Brian walk by each other and our dogs sniff each other. And the, Brian be like, oh, my God, don't do that. And I used to think that was weird. So I'm open minded to dogs smelling each other's crotches. I want you to know that. Um, and, and I'm open to smelling your own crotch. I've given my crotch a sniff being like, oh, I need a shower. What's that smell? But never, never uh, with the masturbation innuendo in front of, in front of kids. I, it's just it's a, it's a lot for me. I, I'll call my prude. I'm approved. I'm, I'm weird. It's getting old or something's happening to me. It's a slippery slope. So now, so those are the people we have out. I, I think that's cool. Uh, the, the, the only uh, probably two people that are a little bit saddened by that are uh, uh, McLeod and, um, and, and uh, Travis Mead. Uh, so now we'll do the same thing for the women. No. Only to focus on the men's name. Oh, perfect. Whoa, stressing out because we only have an hour left. Uh, okay, now what we're going to look at uh, is we're going to look at the 42 men who did not make the list mm-hmm. and are just dangling, right? Just picture like guys falling off a cliff. These are the 42 that like Brian could have given a helping hand and pulled them up onto the platform with Rihanna, but did not. And they 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 slipped off by the um, fingertips. I will... um. I w- this looks oh I will read through these and uh, uh, feel free uh, Brian to uh, stop me at any time I'll start with uh, in alphabetical order uh, in reverse oh Zach Watts didn't like being uh, so we'll start with Zach Watts he didn't like being uh, booted off the list I don't think so much Brian he made a comment in your on your Instagram post correct well he wasn't booted off the list he wasn't on it in August and he's still not on it but he feels that he should be and he's gonna I think make an effort to prove me wrong which i think all these guys should try to do uh he's one of the bigger names who has not uh made it on the list like we all know who zach watts is so i mean, one of the things that we'll talk about tonight and that will um is that you know this flash in the pan that uh, dave eubanks and adrian bosman have been talking about zach watts had what i would call a flash in the pan year he made fifth place at one of the semifinals two years ago got to the games he got cut um you know as, as half the field did eventually and uh, we haven't really seen much from him since. So um, because of that, I haven't moved him back up inside the list. <clears throat> and uh, if he, maybe he could do it again. But so far, he's not been able to. Uh, w- w- Will, Will Kearney, mm-hmm. Victor, uh, what do the colors mean, Brian? Continent, not competitive region. So I'm putting all of North America in pink. Yellow is Europe. Orange is Asia, green is Oceania, and purple is South America. There's no gray on this list, but it would be Africa. 
<clears throat> and maybe I should have uh, uh, one or two people in gray on this list. I'm not sure what Jason Smith is doing anymore. And um, I think that the next best guy over there, Ruan Duvenage, is going on a team this year. Uh, it, uh, you put Luke Parker on and left Zach off, you jackass, Brian. I, that, that part I just added. I think that's what uh, August J is saying. Um, uh, Mike Halpin, I, I joined. A, go ahead. Go ahead. I can't. I'm not actually sure what uh, if Zach Watts is North America, East or West, but maybe they'll compete against each other, <clears throat> and we'll find out. This guy's. This guy is alluding to the fact that Luke Parker is better. Good morning, Haley. Good morning. Uh, if you want, you can make me a second cup of coffee. No need uh, mike halpin i joined a class at zach watts affiliates a couple weeks ago he remembered sevon told him he was too nice for the sport of crossfit god and there's a lot of nice people in crossfit so if you're too nice for crossfit that means you're just way too nice <clears throat> let's not spend too much time on this list zoom back out i'll just want to call attention to a couple of guys how about street horner is he on drugs or what how does he have <clears throat> such a nice body uh, uh um uh andrew hiller says he's not on steroids <clears throat> just uh Genetically gifted individual. Uh, Nate Ackerman. Let me pick some, Brian. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, don't Nate, Nate Ackerman training really hard down in Naples. Um, I think that after last year, his goal this year should be to make the semifinals. I think if he's able to make semifinals this year, that'll be the natural progression for him in a really good season, but not top 100 in the world yet. Still going through puberty. Yeah, he's 19. Uh, Luke Fowler. Luke Fowler, I believe he's being coached by Justin Kotler now. Either him or Ben Fowler, maybe both of them is, but they're uh, training down in Australia. Last year, they were on a team. This year, I think they're going to go individual. Ben's on the list of top 100. Luke is not. I think he's a younger brother. Um, so we'll see. But, uh, pro- pro- you know, top 15, top 10 potential at uh, Torian Pro for sure. Uh, the the Russians training partner, Roman Krenikov, why can't he get his shit together? This Logan uh, Ewing guy. <clears throat> I mean, come on, Logan. Either, either, either train and train with Roman and get to the games, or move over and let someone else do it. Train with them. Jesus, what are you doing? Um, we'll see how good he can be. Uh, he's obviously got a great training environment. He's working very hard. I was impressed with him when trained with him down in Mayhem. Um, should he be in the top one hundred? I'm not sure, but uh, I think we'll find out a lot more about just how good he is uh, this season. A great attitude, like pro- great attitude on for a human being, right? <clears throat> Super nice dude. Injured. Recovering. Um, yeah, maybe. Says uh, Haley, I have a cup here if you if you need one to fill up. Um, let me go. Uh, James Newberry. What, why is he even still on the list? Isn't he an underwear model or something? Why are we even talking about this guy? I, I mean, he went to uh, semifinals last year and did all right there. So, you know, and like we always talk about when James comes up, this guy is just a specimen. He's special and he can do amazing things even when you don't necessarily think that he should be able to. So he still has top 10 potential in Oceania, even though I don't think he's pursuing excellence in CrossFit anymore the way some of these guys are. Is James sort of like our 2023 um, Ronnie Teasdale or um, uh, Emily Abbott in terms of just is is he going into the uh, the spiritual world? See, see, <clears throat> not I don't know. You only do you only do rankings. You don't do character assessment, religious assessment. I think it's better that way. Yeah. Okay, fine. I don't, but I'm fine. That people like you because you because you stay because you're 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 focused. Uh, Cam Crockett. Let's just talk about him because he has a great name. 
Uh, I mean, he's a uh, couple couple guys on this list that did do some offseason competitions, and I just think they're they're I, you know, like he's a guy. I guess he could have been one of the last ten in. Um, just need some more data on him. Okay, okay. So wow, look at that taking responsibility. It's not your fault, Cam, necessarily. It's uh, inconclusive data. That gives you hope. Um, a guy that uh, I know, th- um, I only know because of Brian, Alexander uh, Lynn. Illin. Illin, yes. Well, he's made the right. games before. So. How is he not on there? Did he get fat or something? <clears throat> he, he was competing at a competition in the Middle East, and halfway through the competition, he was in the podium position, and he had to withdraw from the competition. So a little bit of a inj- maybe a injury concern close to the start of this year. Um, and it just in general, you know, outside of, uh, Roman, the guys from Asia who have had a chance to compete at the highest level have not been able to really make much of an impact yet. He's one of those guys. So just, you know, toward, you know, it could be in the, maybe the bottom 10 or 20, otherwise just outside this list, but he hasn't shown to me that he's, you know, a top 50 guy in the world or anything like that. Uh, Ilan would not pass a drug test patrick clark there was some rumors at that that at that competition it was uh it, it became known that there was going to be drug testing for the podium and suddenly half of the people that were in podium contention withdrew in within a 24-hour period disgusting speculation how dare you guys alexander uh speedy recovery uh get that system cleaned up i want to i would like to just mention the guys that bracket him here anthony yeah. yim and adam clink yeah first i wanted uh, to talk about adam clink too can i just say his name yeah. Adam Clink, Brian. Adam Clink. Uh, he should have been on the show five times already. I don't know what I'm doing. He's one of those people, every time I hear his name, I'm like, God damn it, why haven't I had him on? Yeah, great, great amount of experience. Obviously trained with Ben for a long time, very well spoken, and also has done some cool stuff personally in terms of his career with BPN now and also in terms of athletic pursuit with the 100 miler he tried to do. So definitely oversight on your part not having him on yet. And he messaged me yesterday and said he's, he wants to prove that he belongs back in the top 100. So I'm pretty excited uh, for him to actually compete again this year. Does that dude have games aspirations? I don't know if he has games aspirations. I mean, he's got a family. He's got a business responsibilities and, and some other stuff. But I think he does still in, intend to compete and compete hard at semis this year. Yeah, he's dope. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, Adam was the guy that did the, uh, I think it was the sub- Six minute sub five minute, five hundred pound back squat sub five minute mile. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. He threw in fifty unbroken pull ups just to round it out nicely. And hey, that was like it's not it's not like he spaced that out over a day. He just did that. Shit. No, I think it was within an hour. Thank you. Is this a, this is a full coffee? Damn, a, a dear uh, Pedro, a coffee pods and wads. I would like a sixteen ounce version of this uh, cup, a pint, if you will. I guess I can't talk. The the CEO Sevon Cups just looks like a regular coffee mug. Hey, I heard um, that Laura Horvat has multiple boyfriends. Is that true? I haven't heard that. You haven't heard that? That she's dating multiple guys? <clears throat> no. Okay, that's not... I didn't... I, I mean that. I'm not just saying that to be a smartass. I'm answering genuinely. I have not heard that. Okay, I appreciate it. Uh, anyone else you want to mention on this? Yeah, Anthony Yim, I actually don't know a ton about him, but he did the NorCal qualifier. I think he finished second or third, and a few people sent me his stuff. His Instagram is extremely impressive. Young guy, up and coming, very driven. Uh, the, by far the most unknown name on this list to me, 
but um, I'm watching him this year. And then Jean-Simon Wallemaire, who has had multiple top five finishes in the open in the past, but has had some nasty injuries the past couple of seasons. Generally does a lot better online than in live competition, but I think he's also going to be throwing his name back in the mix this year. So a couple of guys to watch there. Gary Jones, he competed at the Masters Fitness Collective in the 30 to 34 division, but he's going to make a run at the individual this year. He's obviously still within the age division. That 30 to 34 division only exists at the Masters Fitness Collective. And um, Jacob Marlowe, two-time winner of the Fittest Experience, young kid, uh, training with Kelly Baker these days, and um, hopeful that he can make a semi this year as well. Uh, this Anthony Yim guy, how, how come there's not more Asians um, in in the CrossFit Games? Uh, I, I don't know. You got a G wagon in the garage. This dude's got a nice setup. Um, where's he live? Do you know where he lives? No. Uh, do you know if he's in the United States? Yeah. Yeah, he looks wealthy. He lo- he looks like he trains in a, in a nice neighborhood. Do you know how old he is? Uh no. He's got a sand dune stepper too. I'm looking at his Instagram. All right. He's somewhere in the U.S. though. Do I still have Hiller on? Like what? On what? On my favorites in my phone? I mean, do I all right. Halfway on? into the show, are you ready to get to the list? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Top one hundred currently, as of February two thousand twenty-three. We are going to start at the bottom, and we are going to tell you. The 100 best male CrossFitters in the world. I'm going to bring it up on my phone, on my uh, on my screen here too, so I can read. Uh, Brian Friend CrossFit, B R I A N F R I E N D CrossFit, is the Instagram account that we are going to. This is where you will find the list. Brian, what's up? Anything you want to announce about what's going on in your life? Just this, so there's four, for every athlete on this list, there's four. Take that as a no. Four things. Their uh, rank on my list, They're, the arrows will indicate a change, whether they've moved up or down from where I had them in August. If there's nothing there, that means they weren't on the list in August, their name. And then on the far right, it has their worldwide rank based on CrossFit's uh, formula for determining that. Uh, so... Um... Let's give an example. So you have Peter Mason. He's 100 uh, for on your on the Brian Friend official list. He's that's up six places from last year. Oh, and yeah. then we have his name, and then you have 68th is what uh, the CrossFit Games ranks him. Correct. And the smaller that num- of those numbers are, the better. Yeah. Uh, like the, the CrossFit worldwide ranking. ranking. Yeah. So like Peter Mason will would have an impact on the strength of field with a worldwide ranking of 68. Kevin Jurs at 108 would not. Uh, you already lost me. I guess we'll figure well, You'll explain that to us tonight. I have no idea what that meant. <laughs> By the time that when they come to do the strength of field, they're only going to factor in the top 100. So you need to get within the top 100 if you want to have an impact on your competitive region. And as you'll see, as we go through this, there are a lot of people 
that I have uh, inside the top 100 on my ranking that are not inside the top 100 on CrossFit's ranking. Or, or worldwide ranking. Okay, don't blame me. You open this door. How many regional athletes are there? Uh, what do you mean? How, how many how many athletes will go to the regionals this year? Semifinals. Semifinals. Yes. How many athletes will same go to as last year? Three hundred. So how could only the top one hundred affect the? Um... Yes, we're gonna talk about that tonight. All right. Fine. Fine. But Dave Eubanks talks about that extensively on the uh, CrossFit pod, CrossFit Games podcast about the strength of field. I, I I know Eubanks is into skin color too. Does the color of your skin affect your ranking? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Fine. Good answer. Okay. Um, uh, so number 100, Peter Mason, how could he climb up six if you only rank to 100? You're telling me there's a secret list? That no, goes that's, below? A, I, that's probably a ty- an error by the graphics guy. But like I said, I, you know. Uh, see, I'm not the only one. Uh, was penis size or vaccination, vaccination status considered during this ranking? These are all fair questions. No, I didn't factor those two things in. Uh, I think he meant for the games, but... Um, Appreciate you answering anyway. Uh, okay, uh, Peter Mason. Uh, Peter Mason was at the. I'll be showing off and telling you what I know too throughout this. I apologize for that. Uh, Peter Mason was the speedy guy at the Zelos Games this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have our first error that we've seen on the um, board. Brian, anyone you want to tell us who's who's been left off that should have been on, like that you know right away, like any mistakes, like oh fuck, I forgot Justin Medeiros. Did not forget him. Uh, okay. No, I don't think so. Not not right away. Okay, uh, Kevin uh, jurors down ten. Uh, feel free to interrupt anywhere you want. Uh, Victor Hoffa Hoffer sounds like a mobster. Uh, down um, no, he was not on the rank. Year. He wasn't on the on the top one hundred last year. He competed at um, he's a, he did team last season, so that's why his worldwide ranking is so low. He's definitely one of the top guys in uh, top. Mm, at worst, he's the top thirty guy in, in Europe. At worst. Probably would be in the top 100 if he did compete last year as an individual, but he didn't. So we'll see how much his ranking goes up when after quarterfinals happens this year. But I think he's uh, he's really young. He's like 19 or 20, uh, but he's got mad, mad potential, I think. Uh, Sevon keeps poking the friendly bear. I think that's you, Brian. That could be a good shirt, Brian. Friendly bear. Uh, how this 593, this number, this worldwide ranking number, sorry, can't stop scratching this itch. Um, did you come up with that or is that written? You can go to a website and find that number. Yeah, that's the, on the CrossFit worldwide rankings. Currently he's ranked 593rd in the world. How deep do those rankings go? Thousands. It ranks everyone who was, who participated in quarterfinals last year. Wow. Okay. Uh, Nikita Yundov, uh, you noticed that um, I'm just starting to figure out how this chart works. Uh, he was not on the list because you don't see last year because you don't see uh, whether he moved up or down. Correct. Mm-hmm. How could how could he have not been on your list last year and, and he's 81 in the worldwide rankings? Because the worldwide rankings are uh, that of CrossFit are not representative of the current competitive landscape. They're representative of a past competitive landscape, meaning that they only factor in the registrants from quarterfinals last season. And because they don't, um, because they're weighted evenly across two seasons, 
people like Nikita Yundov, who competed in 2021 and 2022 and made semifinals both years, are going to be uh, inflated relative to anyone who only did that one of two years and had a similar performance. Additionally, well, there's a lot. <laughs> anyway, there. Um, so he's had a pretty consistent last two seasons, and that's what CrossFit's rewarding. Okay. Uh, and, and then I'm going to have a similar co- question co- uh, question when we get to uh, Arthur uh, Semenov. Uh, Tiago, uh, lose uh, down 35, and then we get to Arthur uh, um, Arturo Artur, Arthur mm-hmm. uh, Semenov down eight from last year. How could a guy I, – I see this Luis Oscar Mora and uh, Arthur Semenov. I mean, they're ranked in the thousands according to CrossFit. Yeah, right. How is he your number 95 and he's theirs 1,206? Well, the reason that he's my number 95 is because I think he's, you know, one of the best 100 guys in the world. And the reason that he's 1,206 on their list is because he hasn't accumulated a lot of points over the past two seasons. I haven't looked specifically. Um, you know, you could ask, we could make notes and ask Halpin specifically to break down where all these points are coming from for each guy, but he didn't get a lot of points. He probably got very little to no points in 2021. And in 2022, although he made the games, he earned next to no points at the games. And at his semifinal, there's a dramatic drop off after the first place position. So he didn't get a lot of points there either. Um, and so even though he made the games last year, he hasn't earned very many points in their worldwide ranking system. So theirs is wrong and yours is right. I would say that my that my list is probably more indicative of what you'll see this year in terms of the top competitors. Yours would be more useful in picking people to go to battle with. If, if I had to pick yeah. people to be on the CrossFit Games team with, I use your list, not theirs. Yes. Uh, there are 7,274 men and 5,279 women on the worldwide ranking from CrossFit, which opens up another question. If it's all the people from the quarterfinals, okay, I'm not going to even go there. What This is tonight's show. I apologize, Brian. Um, uh, Travis uh, Benton, uh, uh, new to the list, 136. Uh, Christoph Horvat. Uh, any uh, at, at ninety three on Brian's list, a uh, down eight. Any home cooking there, Brian? I know he's a, a a friend of yours. You probably have him in your speed dial. No, I mean he's taken out a bit of responsibility this year. He's coaching uh, his girlfriend Gabby Magawa. He's still training very hard. They moved to Poland, I believe, and um, we'll he's see. Her I coach? Mean, he's her coach. Yeah, I've been on that for a while, but I didn't want to answer your question because it wasn't public, but it is now public. Morning Chalk up released an article about it this morning. I think they misrepresented a couple things there, but that's okay. There, uh, there you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. The Sevon podcast takes its cues and follows the reports from the Morning Chalk up. That is our Lord and Savior where we take all of our cues before we report. Thank you, Brian. <clears throat> Uh, uh, that wow, that we could do a whole show on that. Can you get him on the show? Can we get him on the show? Let's talk about that. Call him up, text him. You got his number. Uh, Yuri, uh, yeah, Yurinchinko, uh, Marcinenko, Marcinenko. Oh, Marcinenko, Italian guy, yeah. Uh, up, up, up four places. Uh, Philippe Muscarella, I've heard that name before. Nick Thomas at uh, 90. 
Luis Oscar Mora, uh, any chance? Uh, Fifteen hundred and sixty-seven. Um, definitely ex- kind of exploded onto the scene last year. Had that open with that crazy snatch. Has that crazy body. Any chance we'll see him go to the games? I don't think the games, but I do think he can be. You know, make make some noise in a couple events at semis again. He has to beat Guy. Is that how he gets there? He's no. He's in North America, Mexican. So he has to. He has to. You know, kill. Uh, probably be in North America West and it'd be almost impossible for him to make the games in North America West. Can't we just, can't we just make all of, um, uh, Central America a part of South America? Can we do that? Do we know anyone over at CrossFit who can just South of San Diego, you go down there? Um, I mean, it's called a competitive region, so they could shift the lines any way that they want to, I suppose. And I think, you know, they're guaranteeing two spots down there. Um, that would increase the depth of the field and probably increase the, you know, the likelihood of getting some athletes. It's, uh, I, I, you know, I put in our, uh, something up about this yesterday and, uh, you know, it's worth mentioning that some of the athletes in these examples have had very unfavorable circumstances leading into the games. For example, Augustine Raquel May last year, I think found out he was competing a week before the CrossFit Games start, which is absolutely should never happen. That's, you know, I, I have a lot of thoughts about that, but, um, in regardless, we're using results for the worldwide ranking system and for the strength of field and the results of all of the men who've made the games from Asia and South America, other than Roman and Guy have been essentially last place finishes. And yet we're still guaranteeing multiple spots there. So what I'm saying is I don't think that there should be guaranteed multiple spots to continents that haven't proven that they can actually impact that competition. And on the same you know, in the same breath, I think you do have to acknowledge what I said, which is that in some of these cases, they've been given circumstances that would make it hard for anyone to do well. Um, but in their um, formulas, there's the, there isn't any subjectivity. It's just how did you do? Um, uh, Daniel Garrity, Morning Chalk Up, confirmed that Brian got Rihanna pregnant again. Uh, Scott Tetlow up five places. Uh, Tetlow was... Uh, had that pretty cool, actually super cool event uh, versus uh, Colton Mertens on Wad Zombies. What was that thing called? Fit Wars 1. Fit, Fit Wars 1, yeah, that was really cool. Do we have Fit Wars 2 announced? Man, we tried, we've been trying really hard. It's been difficult. Okay. Nick's, been, I mean, Nick's been trying hard, but it's unfortunately not yet. Wasn't the first one successful? It was all get out? It seemed that way. We had to get, you know... I think that there's some hesitancy from athletes to participate in that because they don't want to be, uh, I don't know, exposed or something. But our intent is to try to get a pair of athletes that are fairly well um, balanced in terms of fitness and program something that's, I mean, we know these athletes well. Like We're not going to invite someone into a, a setting like that and program the thing that they're worst at or the thing that the other one's best at as a dominating element of a workout we're going to try to create something that's going to be fun and we don't necessarily know who's going to win i i, I maybe i'm misremembering this but i thought tetlow was retiring i thought he was kind of that he last year was his last year uh, i didn't know that if that's the case wasn't he like didn't make some deal with his light wife like one more run and that's it or maybe that's this year we'll see uh, okay, uh, uh, Sev- Fit Wars 2, Sevon versus Donna Aramo. God, I-, I hope she has like one leg. She's a master's athlete, fifty, probably 55 to 59 now. If she does it blindfolded, if she, if she does it blindfolded wearing toe spacers, uh, I'll go against her. 
Uh, Jacob Faf. Uh, mm -hmm. Dude, imagine if that's your name. P-F-A-F-F. Okay, let's do it. Let's move on, Mr. Uh, Beaver. Uh, Den uh, Denise, uh, no, uh, Sam Dancer. Not oh, What is this? Just with an NRO, not rated. You got Sam at uh, your number uh, 86. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's mentioned that he still wants to try to compete in the individual field. He was excellent last year when he was healthy. Obviously, he's coming back from a uh, surgery in the offseason, but he did compete at Wadapalooza and um, looked all right there. So if he decides to try to compete in the individual field, I think there's a chance he makes the semifinals and maybe has like a, you know, 20th to 30th place finish in one of the two division uh, uh, North American semis. Uh, Dennis uh, Samsonoff, uh, who also was at the Zealous Games. Yeah, I'm excited to see him compete this year. He did get a exemption to compete in. And so we will actually see him compete live in semifinals this year. Last year, he was unable to do that because he could not travel to South Korea and back on the visa that he has to be in the U S I think he's been seated to the North America East semifinal. It'd be very competitive and deep, but at least we'll get to see him in that setting. And he has no chance there to make the games. No, but, um, you know, I think he can finish in the top half of the field. Uh, what, what what was there were there were there were, I know that there were, we will get into this uh, probably tonight but there were some criteria for exemptions which one there were four criteria which one did he get they have not told us which uh, which one but we can assume in his case that it was the fourth one the visa so if and, you just had visa issues everyone has visa issues what 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 do you need to prove I mean I know I know uh, uh, Ellie Turner had visa issues. It says restrictions from attending their expected semifinal due to immigration or visa status. So there's obviously a tons of variables involved there. And I don't, and, and just to be clear, I'm not expecting CrossFit to release any personal information about any of the athletes. I just think that a note on the side, a column on the side that says this athlete was approved for exemption because of visa re reasons, this one for residency reasons, this one for political reasons, and this one for financial reasons, just to see a, a tally. And then we could assess that and say, oh, well, no one got an exemption for financial reasons in 2023. I don't know why that's even on the list. We could say, wow, of 20 people that were exempt, 18 of them were for visa issues. Okay, that's clearly something that's critical and a, a good thing we have that in place. You know, I'm just making up things. But um, that's all I wanted was just to know what are they getting exemptions for. And also, I'd like to know how many people applied that did not get exemptions. And lastly is what, you know, it says in there that, uh, one of the criteria for applying in general is that they believe, the athlete believes that they may advance the in-person semifinal stage. And if you look at the list of athletes that have already been granted that exemption, you per personally will probably only recognize three of, or four of the 15 or 16 names on there. Um, and some of them are not really even close to making semifinals. So I don't know how they determined that. I wonder if they sent anything back like you have no chance. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Douche. <laughs> Well, but I mean, yeah, they could based on the way that they've written this. Um, uh, Caleb, um, oh, I'm not gonna go there. I was, do you know what a douchebag is, Brian? I don't mean in the really? urban dictionary sense, but are you familiar with like? Do you, have you ever seen one? Are you about to pull one up? I don't know. I just, I, I just was talking with someone the other day about whether people actually know what that is, and I was just realizing that. 
Like probably a lot of people don't even know. Uh, like most people. Uh, Kaike uh, Cerveni, uh, one of the funnest names to say in all of CrossFit. Uh, one, uh, new to the list. Welcome, uh, Kaike. Uh, great to have you here. Uh, worldwide ranking 154. Antonio uh, Dumont. Antoine Dumain. Antoine Dumain. A black guy? Uh, I don't think so. French guy. Uh, you could be both. You could be both. Could be black both. guys. Uh, ben Ben Fowler, uh, Luke Fowler's brother, uh, not related though to the brute strength guy. Correct. Correct. Uh, Reese uh, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Michelle. Nice. Uh, Con Porter. Well, what's going on here? What's this NR? He has no worldwide ranking because he's right. competed in teams the last two years. So he's a good example. You know, uh, the Oceania region. A lot of people are talking about that. They deserve an extra spot. That's dependent year to year. Some some years they certainly have deserved one or two more spots in either the men's and or women's fields. This year I'd, I'm not so sure. Um, and Khan's an example of someone who honestly we don't really know how fit he is. He looked he was looking pretty good in Dubai, but he only competed a couple of events before hurting himself. He competed at Wadapalooza. He's traveling around the world. He's had some injuries here and there. Not really sure. So tough guy to rank definitely. In CrossFit's ranking, he's not even going to show up on the leaderboards, but it's not impossible that he actually makes the games out of Oceana this year. And that's just one of the you know questions that would be outstanding is how can you have a guy who's good enough to make the games out of his competitive region but isn't showing up on a leaderboard in any capacity when you're assessing the strength ran- of the field? Their ranking is so stupid. I, I, I'm already just going to weigh in. It's so stupid. It, it, it's it, Here's the thing. It, it's so not functional. I mean, it, it's so it's so just um, it's a step back for, well, well, or maybe it's purely functional. I, I don't know how to phrase it exactly, but it's a step back for the promotion of the sport. I'll tell you that. It, there's nothing fun about it. I'm not having fun with it. Well, look, I mean, having a rating a ranking system is fun, but you want the ranking system to ac- accurately reflect the f- competitive field. Yeah, I want it to be fun, and this is not a fun ranking system. Hey, what's um? Just really quick, this is way off subject, but what's Annie doing? Is she going individual? That's tomorrow's show. And can you just tell me, like, you think she is? I think she is. Okay, and and so so and and Con Porter of the of the of the um guys who are who are kind of like scraping for that fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Uh, are there five people from the? Or, oh, I'm gonna ask a fucked up question. I know there's no answer. How many people from the Oceana semifinal? Three or four. Definitely so a minimum three, possibly four. So who are the who are he has to go against Jay Crouch, uh Royce Dunn's out. He has to go against Balin, Baden, Baden Brown. Ricky Garrard. Rick oh shit. If those three guys compete, and I'm not sure if Baden Brown is competing this year, but he is on this this list. We've heard some we haven't been able to confirm that. If, but okay. if those three guys compete, those will most likely be the three guys that go. So Khan and and then who who does Khan have to fight with down there? Uh the the some other guys on this list here, um, Peter Ellis in 78 is an up and comer out there. Luke Fisos from New Zealand has been around for a while and is usually right about five, six, seven in Oceana. And then there's some younger guys, Jake Douglas and Bailey Martin, who we'll get to later on in this list that are going to be in those uh, conversations as well. Uh uh, completely uh, Spiegel just throwing rocks at us. This feels like the emoji draft. God, you're an asshole. 
Uh, Tola does have a new team. Uh, we discussed that at length. Uh, PD Savage. Uh, from six- Ireland, by the way, since you were asking about Irish guys. Yeah, great name. Uh, we're now at 79, moving to 78. Peter Ellis, oh, who you just mentioned. Okay, so you're saying that this guy has a chance. Uh, he's an up-and-comer coming out of Oceania, but they have him ranked at 1,983. Podiumed at Down Under CrossFit Championship, but you know the, the CrossFit ranking takes into account zero off-season competitions which is fine, but you know, obviously I am factoring those things in. So there'll be some people that show up on this list that may have done some good stuff in the off season, but we haven't seen it in the competitive season. And therefore there's no way to account for that in the worldwide rankings. I, I think this is the closest we've seen Brian's rankings with the worldwide rankings. Uh, we're at Keelan Henry. Brian has him at 77 and the worldwide rankings has him at 47. Brian has moved him up previously. No, they have was- him at 85. Oh, oh shit. Okay. What's that? 47. Oh, no, that is right. You're sorry. I apologize. Yeah. Okay. So 47. Uh, that was like, that's really close. And Brian has moved him up 21 spots. Um, hey, did the worldwide rankings affect your opinion in any of these? Did you even look no. at them? No. Okay. Uh, mo- mostly those 21 spots are just the, all the guys that removed from the list, you know, so you move up. And uh, so I've got to see him compete a little bit this off season. I still think we haven't necessarily seeing Keelan at his best in a, in a competition outside of the semifinals last year, which was very difficult to impossible to watch. Um, so I'm hopeful that if he makes the games again this year, which I think he's the favorite to do out of Africa, that he can come in healthy and we can actually get an idea of how good this guy is or isn't. He's tiny, right? He's, he's like, he's a, he's a square, square pants, sponge, SpongeBob square pants. Like, Tetlow and Colton Mertens. He's just a block, right? Chiseled. Chiseled. Yeah, chiseled. That's what I meant. He's a specimen. Yeah, I like the way you word stuff. But whenever I say stuff, it comes out kind of negative. It sucks. I need to go to the school of Brian Friend. Do you do a seminar on how to spin stuff more positive? Luke Fizzo, 76, 75. Hamza Tarif. Is that the guy that with the giant beard out of that we saw compete? No. no. <laughs> That's Nasser. Hamza was like Dennis Samsonov, was unable to compete at the Asian semifinal last year due to some travel issues, but so far has not showed up on the travel exemption list this year. So I'm waiting to see if that happens for him. Otherwise, maybe his visa status has changed and he can travel there or not, but he would technically qualify to compete in Asia. Um, but don't necessarily know where we're going to see him yet this year. I want to see what this guy looks like. And, and so I've just exposed myself as being a full-blown uh, racist and profiler. When I see the name Hamza, I just see a giant black beard on a guy, and I confuse him with Nazar. And, yes, I'm guilty. All right. This guy looks good. Yeah, he had good – I mean, he had good performances last year in the opening quarterfinals, and then he competed in the last-chance qualifier because he couldn't get to his in-person – semifinal and they did give him the opportunity to at least do that he didn't do well enough there and so we haven't uh, you know but again we just don't really know how good he's gonna be uh, what country is he he i'm getting a um what country is he i think turkey yeah he, i'm getting this I like Arab, he's like that. the um arab version of like a miko salo or some shit i'm getting this like total pro athlete handsome kelly slater miko salo vibe from this dude all right cool Uh, what happened to to uh, Nasser? Is he still competing? Did he pop? Palestine. Him? That guy's from Palestine. Palestinian territory. Yeah. My, no my shit. Wow. Fittest, fittest there each of the last four years. 
Wow, that's awesome, dude. Holy shit, that's got to be a fucking tough place to train, right? Well, he doesn't live there. Oh. I still don't think he lives there. Looks like he's in Rome, Georgia. He's trying to think tank guy. Oh, so he's he's in the U.S. Yeah. Brian, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I know you said something about Did he get an exemption? I know you mentioned something. He hasn't yet. Uh, okay. Last year, he was unable to travel to South Korea. Was, he and Dennis Samsonov were not able to travel there. Roman was able to travel there and back last year. And then there was a girl from um, Israel who was also unable to do it. And the three of them got an exemption to skip their semifinal and go straight to the last chance qualifier. There should be there should be a list of countries where you don't even have to like like say what your reason is for wanting your <laughs> exemption. Like Palestinian territory. Uh, check. Wave him through. He's good. Uh, North Korea. You're good. You're good. Come on in. Uh, anywhere you want. Compete wherever you want. North Korea. Yeah, anywhere. Anywhere. I said it. You're good. Yeah, just pick one where you're in. Right? I mean, like... Save on man hours. What other countries? What country would you throw in there, Brian? I'm going to give you one. I got North Korea, Palestinian territory. Which one do you want to just give automatic exemption to? Nepal. Uh, Nepal. I agree. That throw that on there. Do you have any problem with that, Beaver? Good to go. Sounds good. Yep. Good to go. Okay. Where are we on this? Uh, um, uh, Hamza, sorry for the racist uh, view on your hairiness. I just see that name and I think you're hairy. Matt Poulin. Uh, down uh, six. Brian, when I see someone like that, it's a name I've heard uh, mentioned and thrown around for years, and I see him down six. Does that mean his career is uh, waning? That means he's every Two years ago, Wadapalooza looked great. Unfortunately, got injured. I had written about it on the back end because I thought that it was going to be a performance that was kind of forgotten, um, but he hasn't been as good since then. I thought he was going to have a, a rebound this year at Wadapalooza, but he did um, – pretty poorly actually bottom 10 finish there and uh still the guy's like he's got some freakish talent he's very you know he can, he seems like he should be good but this is kind of my last chance for him like he's got to do he's got to show me at semifinals that he's as good as i thought he could be otherwise he probably won't be on, ever be on this list again yeah oh matt sorry well at least we talked about you some uh 73 uh michael smith uh seventy two from ireland oh that's nice uh 72 uh zach George, who will he'll be going on a team with the team training program this year. So I'll take him off this list once this show is over. Uh, uh, Zach George is out of the UK. Buff dude, he was on the show. Handsome, yeah. looks I don't like know a model. If you had him on the show, but yeah, Mo- model. Yeah, I because I, uh, I get him and Willie Georges. And Willie Georges is the French guy, also yoked out of his mind. Did yeah. great at Waterpalooza on the team. Yeah, Roman. Okay. Oh, yeah, went with Roman and who else? Jay Crouch. Oh, yeah, what a great team. What did they place at Wadapalooza? Second. Pretty good. God, I really like Jay Crouch. I hope Jay Crouch makes podium soon. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I had this guy in the show. This guy's amazing. It's on Men's Health Magazine. Yeah, he's a supermodel. He's a beautiful human. It used to be a fat boy. You know what? Did you know that? Oh, he's, he's a weight loss story. Is that how you guys bonded? I can't remember. But I thoroughly enjoyed having him on. Okay. Uh, back to um, this list. Wow, we got to move, dude. We got to move. <clears throat> Enough of this. Too much time with these nobodies. Uh, speaking of nobodies, Luke Parker. 71. So, uh, Brian, any chance in hell Luke makes it to the games this year? 
he didn't do very well at the fittest experience. And that was, uh, I was watching, obviously watching to see how he did there. And that's, this is the thing. Like, like I said, some people do the off season competitions and it really bodes well for them. Some people do, and it has leaves a kind of a, a negative impression. I don't think that how you do an off season is necessarily going to reflect how you do in the competitive season. I've mentioned before that there are frequently guys who will do really well or poorly at Wadapalooza and then bounce back and have kind of an inverse performance at the semifinal. So Luke's obviously going to be hoping for something like that. I still think it's going to be very, very difficult for him to make the games this year. Um, you know, I think if he was able to finish even in the top 20 at the North American East semifinal, it would be a good season. Um, do you think that I have to assume people, there's someone there being honest with them. Like, hey, Luke, you could be on a team that makes it on the podium. Or you could there's a fuck, lot of you situations have, you have a, like this. And I've always say the same thing. It's like, don't don't compete on a team unless you want to compete on a team. And, and personally, I wouldn't want someone on my team if I knew that they weren't all in for the team, especially if you're trying to be a very competitive team. And so if he wants to see how where he stands in the individual, uh, I would say if I was his close advisors, then say like, all right, then let's go for it and, and let's recommit to that and not try to dissuade him of it. Okay, go get some, Luke. I hope you make it, buddy. I like him. Okay, uh, next page, number 70. Uh, John Wood. Oh, now they each get their own page. This is kind of cool. John Wood, uh, Simon Paquette, Bronislaw. Bronislaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so six guys in a row here that are, all of them were not on the list last year. Uh, you see there's a huge just like huge variable of their worldwide ranking some of them have none some of them have a decent one um i think these are all these are all pretty fascinating guys actually for different reasons but uh likely the three that that people are most interested in is Bronislaw because big name big potential on weightlifting he's training with Kotler now and he looks incredibly focused and disciplined in his training more so than i've seen in the past uh, we have seen him have some good performances in competitions as a whole, never really at a semifinal though. So um, it looks like he's kind of redefining himself as an athlete. And I'm, I would say of uh, people on this list, he's probably one of the top 10. I'm most excited to see this year. What country? He's from Poland. So he's training in, in Vegas now. No, he's over there in Europe. Uh, and Dre Strom, is that the camera guy for uh, yeah. mayhem? Uh, he used to be on the media team for Mayhem. I think he's elevated into a different position now. He just won a competition in Cincinnati, I think, or, or somewhere in the Midwest over there. And um, small, a small competition. And he will be making a run at individual again this year. Uh, has he ever gone individual? Yeah, I think he's been as good as 10th at regionals or something like that. No, but has he ever been to the games? No, not, not to the games. Crazy. I wonder if anyone from the media team in, in, in modern times on any media teams like that has ever been to the to the games. Oh, yeah, let me see this guy. Oh, he's got a great Dane. <laughs> I like this guy. All right. He's got the Prey shirt on. Oh, he's half. Look at he's half Asian. His mom's Asian. All right, I take that back when I said that where, how come there's no Asians? There's one slipping under the radar, Dre Strom. Uh, uh, of course, Patrick Clark with the great uh, contribution. Uh, ben Davidson did for uh, CrossFit Justice. Oh, yeah, that team, right, right, I remember that. Uh, Dre used to be teams with Rich back in the day, I thought. I won a gold as a team athlete. Uh, Anthony Davis. Oh, but 
hasn't done anything in the off season. So we'll see. I mean, he was 10th place at a semi last year, obviously, you know, similar to Bronis, he's got some home run potential. He seems to be attempting to dial everything else in and, and get as good as he can. So see if and can look at this worldwide ranking 53 for Anthony Davis and Brian has him at 64. The thing that's, and he's up 18. Anthony Davis is a really, really trippy cat. Because uh, he might be the strongest guy in the CrossFit world, just straight up, who's legitimately a CrossFitter. And yet he sort of has this uh, blase fair, like, hey, I'm just there to just work out attitude. Yeah. And I think that Braun has blase, had that. Blase, 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 blase fair. Oh, thank you. Blase, who was going to pay me? Blase fair. Um. Yeah. And I think Braun has had that in some capacities also. But I feel like both of these guys are realizing. I have a, a, a skill set that most people would love to have. I just need to channel, you know, my life and energy and focus into this other area for a period of time and see how good I can actually get. I feel like in some regards, this is a make or break season for both of those guys in terms of answering the question of if they can ever make the CrossFit games. Uh, I don't know. Uh, th- this guy, Anthony Davis, by the way, is maybe one of the most um, h- humble people I know. You know, he should go. He would fit in perfectly at Mayhem. Maybe. Uh, Ludwig Hanson, uh, Reggie Fossa. Is Reggie Fossa a guy out of the UK? I can always hear his name too. You got him up 24. So he, Reggie Fossa is kind of the opposite of Matt Poulin. We hear his name a lot, but, you, but, but you're, you're believing him. Wow. Well, he and just they got a worldwide name. ranking, 65. You got him at 62. We're, now we're in business. I mean, he, hasn't, he just hasn't done anything that has wanted me to move him back at all on the ranking. And, you know, 10 to 15 guys that were ahead of him have been pulled off the list. So moves up a bit. Uh, who, who jumped the most, Brian? I don't know. Jake Douglas, 27 points. Yeah. That's one of the young guys from Oceania that I was talking about. Second place to Jake Crouch at the down under CrossFit championships. Uh, and has a, you know, I think he, like I said, is one of the five or six guys that can make the games out of Oceania this year. Brian, uh, we're at 61. God, we're, we're so far behind. Time wise, um, have have you seen anyone yet where you could be like, yes, Savon, that guy is going to the games? Uh, Keelan Henry from Africa. Okay, uh, okay, let's move on to the next page. Uh, Benoit, Benoit, Boulangerie. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. Okay, thank you. Uh, uh, Cedric Lapointe, uh, Jack Farlow, uh, Jeremy Vignon. Uh, let's see anyone else on here. Uh, let's All go back down to these guys. Right yeah. Uh, so Cedric, Cedric Lapointe is kind of cursed, right? He's the guy that like, you always think he's going to make it and then something happens. He trips over his shoelace or something. Yeah. If, I don't 59. really think, I don't think he's going to make it anymore. No. Okay. And, uh, Jack Farlow, uh, sort he's sort of a, uh, like an accessory, to the uh, great uh, Emma Lawson. He's sort of the uh, Christoph to uh, to uh, Gabby Magawa. Yeah, we just, I don't know how good he'll end up being. He's uh, he's obviously very young, 20, 21 years old, incredibly strong. Uh, that, was, that was Cedric, yeah. That's pretty <laughs> and, uh, funny. Didn't he get arrested for working out? Who didn't? Who didn't? Um, so yeah, Farlow, Vigneault, Lapointe, Boulanger. Benoit Boulanger is uh, being coached by Caroline Lambrecht. She's like his uh, her next project after Jeff Adler, and um, I think can maybe make a move up this year. 
didn't do the offseason competitions that he did last year. So kind of uh, waiting to see how much better he's gotten. I think the Farlow story is going to be an interesting story. You know that there's a lot of potential for weird shit, right? A lot of potential. You get a couple new on the scene. She's an exploding name. He's got some special skills. There's a lot of boys and girls around. This one's going to be fun to watch. Everyone stay tuned for this one. Uh, Brian has him ranked 58. I really hope he goes to the games. We This is good narrative. This is going to be good fodder for uh, people like me who uh, who scrape nickels together trying to run a YouTube show. Jack Farlow and Emma Lawson. That's that, that's fun. Why, why we, we, How come we can't get Emma Lawson on the show? I'm, not, I'm telling you, you guys are making a mistake by not coming on. Yep, I know it sounds cocky, but it's the facts. Uh, the guy with the hardest name to say for some reason, Le- Leonel Franco, Le- Leonel, Le- Leon. Just call him Leo. You probably could do that. Leo, Leonel. Uh, up ten, up ten. Uh, I'm seeing his name a lot. Oh, Augustine Raquel May, up forty eight. That's a new record here. Yeah. Uh, probably just my fault for just you know having him ranked lower than he should have been on the back of a game's performance that I just said was. Not really his own fault, but hardly any time noticed to prepare for that. Um, saw him, I trained with him in Mayhem and was uh, very impressed with a couple things he was able to do that you might not think he would do as well, given his size and, and known skill set. He's world class on you know, bodyweight gymnastics, burpees, barbell cycling type stuff, um, working on his strength and his endurance. And most likely will take the second spot out of South America this year and hopefully have a, uh, a, a fair amount of time to prepare for the game. So similar to Keelan, we can see how good he actually can, can end up doing. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm taking my kids to a new, I apologize for this interruption, uh, to this, uh, the, for this, this emergency. Uh, my kids are going to a new jujitsu class today. They're visiting Arizona and the teacher is, uh, concerned with whether they'll fit in with the class. I said, my kids are such amazing training partners. The instructor will be blown away. My kids will behave accordingly. And if they don't, I will pull them the fuck out. Peace and love. And no one should ever be worried. They can fit in anywhere. Uh, They can even. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I, I don't need to say anything else. Okay, uh, Jack Farlow, uh, Jeremy. Uh, okay, so we went through this. Uh, any of these guys? Wait, how about Augustine Raquelme? You think? He, uh, oh, can you tell me? Yes, he's going to the game, Savon. I just said that. That I think he's the oh, most likely sorry. guy to take the second, the second qualifying spot, the second guaranteed qualifying spot out of South America. Okay, I don't know if you're joking or not, clock cutter. That surely uh, convinced them. <laughs> <clears throat> um okay uh oh griffin raleigh uh from the demo team last year austin spencer oh i'm getting the impression ah, i'm getting the impression austin spencer i'm surprised you haven't ranked so high isn't um competing this year for some reason i can't remember but it, in my foggy uh brain i i thought that maybe maybe oh he, maybe because he pulled off a team at wadapalooza is that what i'm thinking I don't Jumped know what you're team. thinking. 
Austin Spencer's the guy that made it in because of a uh, Nicholas Joyel popped, right? He, uh, yeah. Uh, Sevan, you should get Bill Leahy on the show. Super young, been doing CrossFit all of 2.5 years. Does his own programming. Pretty high on this list. Good dude, humble. Trains with Brandon Luckett. Do I know Bill Leahy? Yeah, we already brought him up when we talked about Brandon Luckett, and he'll be on the next page. Uh, he was also was on Adrian Bosman's radar last year. He had him test several of the game's workouts. Oh, that's always interesting. Okay. Uh, Griffin Raleigh, uh, demo team, uh, still has games aspirations. Brian, you talked to him? I think so. I, I did not talk to him, but I think so. I guess you could throw him in the pile also with um, – uh, I would be curious what Patrick Clark thinks of this. You could throw him in the pile with Gee, Anthony Davis, um, uh, Bronislavski, and uh, you could throw uh, Griffin in there too, right, as one of the freaks. Yep. Someone mentioned that a few minutes ago. Oh, all right. Uh, James Sprague down 11. Uh, let's, let's, let's park our cars here for a little bit. Uh, he's young and up and coming. How can he be dropping? He should always be going the other way. Um, I just wanted to piss him off. You think he's injured? <laughs> no, I think he'll be uh, herpes no. flare up. Herpes flare up. I think he'll be right in the mix. It's you know it's getting very competitive in this region. Um, there, I think maybe I uh, over overestimated him. A couple guys I wanted to bump up based on some stuff this off season, and yeah, he'll be in the mix for a game spot. I think it'd be tough, but he has a chance to take one of the last ones out of the East. Wow. Has he talked to you since he saw that? No. <laughs> you think there's anything wrong with his training? Is there anything that you see? Or you... Alpin's comment is great. Uh, no, no, uh, no, 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 nothing at all. <laughs> similar to a swimming in Wadapalooza, this isn't the right direction for James. He, did he shit the bed in the water at Wadapalooza? Yeah, he just turned in a little bit early. Wow. Uh, he did. No, no, that's an old girlfriend. That girl's been around. Yeah, true. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Colton Merton's up six. Is Colton healthy? He he did. You know, he pulled out a Wadapalooza because of that uh, autoimmune situation. But he did do a competition a few weeks after that, a local, much much smaller competition. And he seems to be back in training. I wasn't really entirely sure what to do with him, but... Um, I still, you know, until we see otherwise, yeah, he still deserves to be right in the mix here for one of the, you know, one of the game spots out of North America. Uh, uh, has Jake Berman been on the podcast, Caleb? Do you know? Uh, technically, no. We had Noah on, and he was in the driver's seat of the car they were in. Oh, uh, right. Oh, well, for some reason, I like that guy. That sucks that he's down seven. Can that guy make it to the games? Wasn't he close? Wasn't he like yeah, six like, or something? Yeah, yeah. Extremely close. This is like right here in this region, 40 to 50. I think I think all of these guys are either, except for Bailey Martin, they're all from North America or Europe. And these are the guys that are going to be right on the bubble, right on the cut line. These are the guys for whom the strength of field matters the most. That you need to, you know, every extra spot is an extra opportunity. And this is the, the region of the rankings that we're looking at where one guy can be in or one guy can be out based on the, the system that's now in place. Uh, sorry, I know I asked, is Colton healthy? Do we know if Colton's healthy? It looks like he is. 
And yet Jake Berman, this is Jake Berman. You know, he's done nothing this offseason to help to help uh, us understand where he's at. A few people. I think that last too. picture showed where he's at. Two pictures back. One more back. That one shows where he's at in the offseason. Seems very happy. Yeah. Yeah. Very happy. <laughs> uh, so we don't. You know, all we have is the last semifinal. Um, I have heard that he will be. You know focusing on, on trying to improve on that last year and get to the games this season. Um, he has business uh, endeavors. He has a social life. You know, like we talk about this all the time with CrossFit where the people who are the best of the best strip all that stuff away and make their, their life singular and focus on one thing. That doesn't work for everyone. I don't think that Jake's necessarily capable of doing that. He likes the other things in his life too much, but he's also freak, freakishly talented and obviously was incredibly close last year. So I think e even with uh, six months of preparation and dedication instead of a full 12, that that might be a good recipe for him to be right in the mix again for you know a game spot. Uh, Brian, do you want to answer this? I'll give you 15 seconds for this. Uh, why does it seem, from Johnny, uh, why does it seem the women come from the teen division and make more of an impact than the men's teens when they switch to individual? Two two things, just uh, women develop younger than men, and secondly, depth of field. It's I think there's there's more depth in the men's field, and it's harder to do it. I, I I think that plays a really insignificant role. You think the first one is the the primary? I do, yeah, but I'm I'm yeah. totally willing for you to tell me shut the fuck up though. No, no, that's why I listed them in that order. Okay, um, okay, uh, back at it, Mister uh, Beaver. I think we're about to break into the top fifty. Top forty. We've uh, we were in the we were in the forties. Okay. Oh man, the show's never going to end. Uh, Michael Stevenson, Bailey Martin, James Sprague. We talked about him. Fabio uh, Benito uh, had the great showing at in Dubai. Uh, Alex Catullus, uh, Matt Delugos up uh, one. Uh, you think Delugos? Well, I guess it's a little premature. It's going to be tight. The north. <clears throat> here's the thing: the North America West men's field is very top heavy. I think that they're probably going to end up with eight to 10 qualifying spots. And I think there are basically eight guaranteed spots that like those eight guys are not going to be moved. So uh, they need, they need a couple extra spots for guys like Delugos to have a, a really good chance. I don't know why this comment kind of aroused me. I love when Brian tells me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's another, what she wanted it to do. That needs to be a whole nother show. Okay, let's go, but let's go, let's go. Sorry, Delugos. We're, I would love to spend more time on you, uh, but uh, you will be a name we will talk about um, as the year goes on. Enrico Zanoni may be one of the nicest bodies that should be an underwear model in this men's division. It uh, doesn't have a chance in hell going to the games. Girgos, uh, Karev, yes. Uh, will Morad uh, probably should have retired by now. Uldis Upanikis. Uh, I don't feel like the boys have had a lot of faith in you. Bill Leahy, Baden Brown, Tyler Christopher at 34 at a mayhem. Uh, uh, Moritz Fiebig, 33. Alexander Carone, 32. Adrian Mundweiler, 31. Hold on. We're going to let Brian talk about some of these. Uh, now the worldwide ranking and Brian's numbers are really starting to line up uh, a lot more. Um, yeah, we're getting into the realm now. These are the guys that are consistently good, and we know them. And the interesting part about this list is, you know, Munweiler, Fiebic, Christoffel, Leahy not, did not make the games last year. So four of these 10 did not make the games last year. The other ones did. And so we're right on the – these are, like I said, right on the 
borderline. These are some of the best guys in the world, but they won't all make the games um, because of the way that the spots are distributed, which is okay. So, but this is the group of guys, 31 through 50, especially is the range where the number of qualifying spots is critical to their chances this year, not just um, to make the games, but then also to, to, you know, accumulate points that can help their ranking that can then lead to more spots in future seasons. How old is Will Morad? Did he go masters? I don't think yet. I think he's like 32 or three. God, I feel like he has been around forever. He started competing pretty young, but yeah, he made the games in, in 2014 out of the central East when it was extremely difficult to do so. And uh, he did pretty well at the games that year too. I think he was 13th. And so, do you know who the oldest person is on your top 100, Brian? Uh, probably Sam Dancer. Oh, shit. Uh, do you know who the second oldest is? Mm, no. All right. Uh, when is the show about Brian? Soon. Keep reminding me. Keep reminding me. Uh, Tyler Christopher, uh, are his, have we seen the best of him? Uh, I don't think so. I saw, I mean, I saw him train down in Miami. Man, he, he was very impressive. I think this guy is definitely good enough to be at the games and make an impact on the leaderboard there. Um, but it's just a matter of getting there. You know, this sport guarantees nothing. And just because you have all the skills doesn't mean that you can put it all together when it matters. And in this season format that we have, you got one weekend to do that. He was a few reps away from doing it last year. He's, I think, is in a good place mentally, good place in his life, good, great relationship with Bailey Rail, great training partner. He's training with Rich a lot still. Um, so I think he's got a, as good a chance as he did last year, if not better, to make it. But he still has to prove that he can do it. Uh, Craig Paisley, he's strong enough with gymnastics skills to boot. All right. He's made, I mean, look, it, it might come down to, uh, to programming in some cases it does. He's shown consistently that his overhead strength is sometimes lacking. And then that can be a, a limiter for him relative. I mean, it, the margins are really small, but if he gets a, you know, a favorable programming draw that doesn't have too much overhead stuff uh, this year, then I think his chances go up. If if you were in a uh, if you were in a frisbee golf tournament with these one hundred guys, would you finish on top? <laughs> probably, yeah. I don't. I probably you, played more you'd than smoke all of them all these jumps. You'd beat all these dudes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> probably though. Yeah, but if you get these guys are such good athletes, if you gave them like a month of practice, then no frisbee requires something that these guys don't have. I bet I you. Know, half, seen, I bet I've you seen, half these guys are bad in bed. You heard it here first. I've, you know, I've pl- I know that both uh, Chase Ingram and Tommy Marquez don't play very much disc golf, and when I play with them, I'm pretty impressed with how good they can get so quickly. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, and, and I respect both those guys' athletic prowess. Okay, uh, let's go to number uh, thirty. Oh, here we go. Is 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 Scott in this? Oh, there is a Scott Panchik here. Holy shit! So why does Scott get to be on this list? Because he's still one of the best in the world, and he's competing according to he's your. He's probably the uh, second oldest guy on the list. There you go. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, um, uh, I don't oh. know if he's competing or not. But wow, uh, wow. Uh, Brian always finishes on top. My God, I think I might have blushed a little bit. Holy shit, what is going on with me today? This is better than the halftime show. 
But what do you know about Scott that makes you think he's competing? Uh, he told me last year that he was going to compete and that three Panchik brothers were making the games in 2023. God, I love Scott. So we'll see. Standing uh, ovation for Scott, too. But add him to the list, Caleb, for standing ovation, people. Uh, uh, Roy, Royce, Royce Dunce, uh, Scott Panchik, and... Um, Logan Collins. Logan Collins, yes. Thank you. Appreciate you right tattooing that on your hand. Luka Jukic, the younger brother. Uh, does he make it to the games, Brian, this year? I think he will. Okay. I think that I, I'm, I'm a little conflicted because he's done so much competing and he's lifting heavy so often that I'm concerned about his body holding up. But if it does hold up, I think he, he has uh, – made more of an effort to focus his life, like we talked about, to eliminate distractions and his training specifically to the things that have been holding him back than most of the other guys on this list. So I think he has a really good chance this year to make the games. I would love to see it, by the way. I think he is... uh, I would love to see him... I would love to see him be just a podium threat at all times. I really like the Jukic brothers. Um, You you know what's trippy about Heidi? This is so off-subject. You know how fucking cool she is, but the world probably just doesn't accept her. You know how much funny shit she's probably thinking nonstop. Like if you like just imagine like walking down the street with her and the funny shit that she's thinking and then you get a coffee with her and then you go eat at a restaurant with her and then you work out with her. And she's probably just the funniest shit, but it's probably just never safe in this fucked up world for her just to spout off her comedy. But she's probably thinking of the funniest shit. She's probably one of the funniest humans alive, but we're never going to know. Sucks. Set Heidi free. Uh, Guillaume Briant, the swimmer out of France, Cole Grieshaber. Uh, I'm crazy impressed by him. I'm crazy impressed. I thought I was getting this impression that he was kind of sloppy, but whatever that, what was that last tournament he did? He's not sloppy at all. What a palooza. Yeah, he's a beast. What a, only getting better, right? Look at him. You got him coming up 20. Uh, Tudor Magda, uh, got a lot of questions. Want to see him do well, but I'm tripping. I feel like that we can't get any consistency out of the kid. Uh, Scott Panchik, Alex Vigneault, uh, Jay Crouch. Thank you for raising him seven, Brian. Um, I would love to see him and, and Luka Jukic uh, be the kind of guys that are always fighting for the podium. Henrik Hapalapinen, Samuel Convaye, and uh, Spencer Panchik. Um, what's up with – how can Spencer be higher than Scott? Younger, healthier, on the, you know – on the ascendancy, he's still, the weaker of the three Panchik brothers. Listen, Scott's the best, then Saxon, then Spencer. Let's just say it. That's that's how they are. That's just uh, everyone knows that. In terms of the what they've done in their career, yeah, that's how I would rank them. In terms of what's coming up this upcoming season, I don't have, I don't see it that way. Okay, I, I didn't mean to project on Heidi. She is free. She's she scratched. She can. She is free. I apologize. I was projecting. She's free. Take strike that whole last monologue. I don't know. I don't think anyone can agree with you. I think you're on an island by yourself. Patrick Clark, help me out here. Someone helping. Uh, oh shit! This isn't what I want to see. Spencer's due for a big year training with Nick Fowler. I mean, I'm I'm open for Spencer being the best in the world. I'm open for any of the Panchik brothers uh, knocking off Madeira's even. But Scott is the best. Period. Hands down. Uh, any of these other guys uh, you want to talk about? Just no, one Sam, Sam, Sam Well, Sam Well's not. Sam Well has a lot to prove this year. 
He does, and I think it was pretty un- – like the, the offseason was extremely unfortunate for him. He did well enough to qualify for Rogue, but he forgot to weigh his plates, so he didn't get to compete. He qualified for Dubai. He said it was too expensive to travel there. I think he would have won if he'd gone, but he didn't go, so we didn't get to see him compete. He petitioned to compete at Wadapalooza as an individual. That petition was denied. He did compete there what as a team. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, they have petitioned. rules that you have. There's ways that you qualify. If you don't meet any of those, then you have to do the online qualifier. He didn't do the online qualifier because he chose to do the rogue online qualifier, but that didn't go well. So then he had to ask for a special exemption. They didn't give him one, which they were pretty firm in their rules. Like there are a lot of ways to qualify for that. And if you don't meet any of them, I think they should have let him compete. He was first place at the games on a team last year, and he was on the podium as an individual the previous year at their own competition. I feel like if you podium at the competition one year and you have all these different ways to qualify, that should be good enough to qualify. Maybe they'll take a look at that for future years. But either way, they upheld their rules, which I commend them for doing that, and he was not able to compete individually. He did go and compete on the team with Rich and Tyler, but he had a bicep injury, and they had to withdraw on day one. So it was pretty much the worst possible offseason for him in terms of trying to assess where he's at relative to the rest of the field. And the only time we saw him, he didn't finish because of an injury. So, you know, and this is basically where he finished at the games when he competed two years ago is right just outside the top 20. So I think, I think he has top 10 potential as his ceiling this year. Um, But we, you know, we still need to see him get back in the individual field and, and show his stuff. Uh, I I I want to say that thing we said about Wadapalooza. I totally agree with. Like, what a fuck! Like, give him a fucking exemption, jackasses. But I also commend you on on standing by your guns. Good job. That's weird, but yeah, they should have let him go. But also, good job keeping holding down the rules. It's weird. And it's like, it's like a girl who won't sleep with you on the first date. It's like, well, that sucks. But like, hey, good good. I mean. I ain't hate. Right? I think that's a good analogy. That's great. Thank you. I, you don't like it, but you understand it. You yeah, you understand. It. Yeah, you respect it. Yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just the way. Thank you. I like Caleb smile. I love it when Caleb smiles. His teeth fall out of his mustache. Uh, Tudor Magda. Uh, let's just give it to him. It, it, like, c- Come on, dude. You're the fucking next big hope. James Sprague's out of your way. Brian has washed James Sprague to the side. <laughs> Come on, Tudor. Get up there. Right? He's want more from this, this guy. Year. What? He's going to try to this year. All right. We'll All see. Right. I mean, there's, you know. Double down on the praying or whatever you do. I know you got your double down. I do think it's a, it's a big year for Cole, Grease Saber, Tudor Magda, Dallin Pepper to see, like, if they're able to make that next step. They were good last year. They made the games last year. They've had decent offseason. But I'm looking for all of those guys to make a step forward again this year. Okay. Uh, we're breaking into the top 20. Holy cow, we're doing it. I feel totally like, like every few seconds, I, I, every like 10 minutes, I feel rushed and then I forget how much fun I'm having. Travis Mayer, always one of my all time favorite CrossFit athletes. Uh, Willie Georges out of France. Uh, that was fun watching him in uh, Wadapalooza. Cole Sager still hanging around. Bravo to you, Cole. Noah Olson, Chandler Smith. Uh, okay, let's just stop here. This is. This is uh, this is not as big of a problem as having Saxon and Spencer higher than Scott, but this is weird. Uh, can you explain how No Chandler, uh, shit the bed Chandler, is higher than Noah and Cole Sager? You could even call him No Show Chandler No Show Smith. 
Oh, he's second at Rogue. Okay, fine. I take it back. Sometimes <clears throat> show. Ch- Sometimes show. I've, I've, I've removed Chandler's semifinal performance from last year from my mind. You know, he was clearly not competing. I've never seen him look like that competing. And I know that he sometimes has not showed up in the way that we've hoped he has in the past, but that was not a a good reflection of his fitness. So I'm, you know, removing that um, when I'm considering this and I'm looking at what we've seen him do recently. Uh, He seems to be having a ton of fun. I think that um, being married to Jesse, their lifestyle right now is something that he likes. Um, I don't know. I feel like he's in a really good place and we're going to see the best CrossFit game season we've ever seen from Chandler Smith this year. Noah right. Cole. That's awesome. That's awesome. By the way, that you're saying that. I love yeah. it. And, and, and I appreciate your, I pre- appreciate your transparency and just saying, yeah, you, Hey, look at, I'm, I'm not, I'm ignoring that. I'm taking that out. That, that performance is not indicative. I'm giving him a pass. Noah Olson, Cole Sager, Travis Mayer, you know, they're in this 10 to 20 range again this year. Can they be 11, 12, 13? Yeah, for sure. Can they be 16, 17, 18? Yeah, I think so. Um, they're, you know, continuing to push, uh, the, the boundaries here in terms of competitive of being competitive for a long time. You know, now they're in the echelons of the Scott Panchicks, Ben Smiths of staying up near the top for a decade. Both Cole, Cole and Noah, along with BKG, are going to have an, a chance to qualify for 10 consecutive CrossFit games this season. No one's done that before in the men's division. I don't think anyone's done that. I don't think anyone's qualified for 10 in a row in any division before. So all three of those guys can do it. And uh, that's an incredible testament to their career. A uh, c- couple quick questions. Is Chandler still with comp train? Not really sure about that. He seems to be an Invictus training over there, but I don't know who's doing this programming. I don't know that he's made any public announcements about that. So I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure. When for, for the, there's a time in your life when you check the mailbox and you see your parents start getting like that AAARP or AARP magazine. It's like a magazine for old people. And and you're like, oh, shit, my, my parents are senior citizens or like the first time you see your mom, like get like the 65. And did your kids find that the other day in the mailbox? You're 65 and you, you see your mom at Disneyland get the 65 and older discount. Uh, are, are we seeing let, let's be really frank about Noah Cole and Travis uh, uh, physically uh, for sure. Uh, Noah and Travis look uh, fucking amazing specimens. Sure. Cole too. I, I just haven't been watching Cole close enough over the years, but is, is, is something waning in these guys mentally, physically is, are is the recovery not as good? Are they exhausted? Have they become complacent? Is there some old age uh, setting in? Like if we check these guys mailbox, are they getting the, uh, Oh, look at, AARP sends me mailers. <laughs> yeah, it has a Denny's coupon. This, yeah, yeah. Are we are, like if we walk by a Denny's, are we going to see Cole and uh, and um, uh, Travis and and Noah like splitting, going Dutch on a fucking Denny's ticket? They reach that age. No, I think they're still competitive as one of the twenty best guys in the world. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it, like time kept, catches up with everyone. Yeah, they, I think that at this, as you as you get into that thirty to thirty five uh, age range, which they all are, that you need to adjust the way that you train and prepare if you want to continue to be, you know, at the top of the sport. Um, so they don't seem as impre- like something's not as like with Scott. I have a little more faith in their age. I actually have a lot of faith in Travis's age too. But do you think like Bill Grunler needs to call any of these dudes? Would you like to see any of these guys step down? Like, hey, let's just remember you as the best. No, I think as long as they, st- like, you know, you alluded to their mental 
fortitude. Like as long as they're still have what it takes mentally to show up and train every day and do the yeah. body work, get the recovery, yeah. still take care of the other things in their lives. And they're motivated by that. No, I love that they're still doing it. It must trip them out because, you know, no one thinks they're old. Like, I don't even think I'm old, but it must trip them out. Like when people refer to them as old, because they must be That's like, just what? relative, you know, yeah. we, you know, we just came off of a page that has 20 and nine and 21 year old, you know, kids on it that are, that are coming and they're 10 year, 10, 12 years younger. And there are, you know, certain advantages that come with age. And there's also certain disadvantages. Uh, this is great. Patrick knows how to speak to my heart. Those guys have become the Cowboys Cerrone and Dos Anjos of CrossFit. Mike Halpin, Brian's stat on most to qualify is the greatest stat as the qualifier started in 2009. And Ben Smith was awarded a spot in 2019. It will be interesting who runs it back in 2024 to take sole ownership of 11. Let's bring that up again tonight. Nice. Thanks, Halpin. Good job. Good job, Brian. Okay, uh, Guy Malheros, way too high. Are you smoking crack? <clears throat> what? What do you mean, way too high? Eleven? Eleven? Uh, I mean, come on. I mean, really, really? Did he make podium at Wadapalooza? He's been seventh and tenth at the games the last two years. All right. Is I mean, I think that I think that more people would be surprised he's not in the top ten than he is. Uh, Nick Matthews, he's the real deal. I just, I, I just keep thinking last year was flash in the pan, but it's not, huh? He keeps impressing me. Uh, as you can see, I've moved him up more than anyone else in this section. And I think that that was more of a not believing in him as uh, thinking more along the lines of what you said after the games last year, that everything just went his way, but in the off season, he's continued to be very impressive. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, and he's got, he's very strong. You know, this might sound silly to say because, uh, you know, all these guys, but his core, his core strength is so impressive to me. And the way that he, and it like, it's never compromised in gymnastics, uh, monostructural or weightlifting movements. And I think that that principle of core to extremity of having mastery of the core and being able to maintain that at the extremes of weightlifting and gymnastics, running, et cetera, is something that not everyone, uh, even the best in the world don't all do. But Nick does that exceptionally well. I think that relative to a lot of these other athletes, there's, you know, in this region region of the rankings that there are things that can show up that is a tough for them. I think that there's very little of that for Nick. Like he's pretty well equipped and adept to just about anything that's going to be thrown their way. Uh, geez, Louise, um, uh, Sevan, you're always hating on Guy. Uh, Guy, uh, uh, Jonathan Ortega, best profile picture in the game. Gee's performance at the games trumps Wadapalooza performance. I will, I will say this. Okay, fine. You guys want me to say some amazing shit about Gee? Gee's turnaround on day two at Wadapalooza, insane. I mean, really shit the bed on day one. I mean, there was more medical staff around him than there were fucking around someone who got the uh, the yeah, but the booster. you know the 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 other thing about Gee, we'll see this year. You know, he it it seems like he's taken some time off of training in in the fall, which is fine. I think for him that's totally fine. Obviously, he's still very strong. And when I was in Cookville, you know, I talked to him, and he said, "I'm motivated to improve on the things that I haven't been great at, and the things that I don't like the most." It was uh, who is oh, isn't the Matt Fraser interview with Zach Tealander where he said, "I used to train something until it got to the point where when I showed up at the gym and saw it on the whiteboard, I was." I was happy that it was there because I knew that I was ready for it. And I think he's doing that with some of the longer stuff this season. And uh, if that's the case and he can turn those 25th to 35th place finishes on long running events, et cetera, into like 15th, 
that he will be in the top 10 once again. All right. How was that interview with Fraser and, and, and Zach T. Lander? I, I tried to invite that guy into the podcast. That's the guy that made, I wanted, to, I wanted to talk to him about his charlatan thing. I don't think he knows what that word means. How was that interview with uh, Matt? Pretty good. I, I thought they did a pretty good job. I wrote, a, wrote about it and I thought. Um, where is it? Where did you publish that? On Barbend. Oh. A couple of weeks ago. Just a little synopsis of what the what the I mean, it's an hour and thirteen minute interview. I think it's a good listen. I think it gives a good insight into how Matt Matt's life uh, impacted his career as a CrossFitter, and I think there, in some ways, uh, is a little more depth of some of the practices that he did to become as good as he was. That you know, athletes who want to try to pursue a similar path can consider because it's a big you know it's a big commitment. Not everyone can do it. Would you recommend I watch it? Uh, if you're going to have Zach Delander and or Matt Fraser on the show, I think so. Okay, no. Okay. Uh, well, I, I might have Zach Delander on. I don't think, uh, I don't expect Zach Delander and I uh, started training at the same gym here uh, 10 years ago. Oh, send him a text. Tell him he should come on my show. I'd love to have him. I could. Thank you. Uh, number, uh, number, uh, 10. God, we're doing it. Here we go, people. I want to tell, I'm going to tell. I apologize. My kids will adjust to the caliber of the other students. Okay. Um, uh, oh, and, and sorry, and you should bring Robbie. They are great with little kids. Thank you. Peace and love. Here we are. Just Medeiros. Number one. Uh, is there a one and one Brian friend and the CrossFit games agree. Clip this one fifty six fifty six. Uh, on uh, Justin Medeiros being the number one ranked CrossFitter in the world. I also agree. Caleb, do you agree? I agree. Okay, there we go. Anyone in the comments disagree, feel free to put it in there, and I will talk shit to you. Uh, but let's go back down to number 10. Crazy. The great Brent Fikowski mm-hmm. at number 10. <clears throat> Fucking blasphemy. Hey, I like Lazar Jukic, but you're crazy. Lazar will never beat Brent Fikowski in a competition, ever. Has he ever? He did last year at the games. Brent was 16th. Lazar was 8th. Oh, my God. Brent really took 16th at the games last year? Yeah. How does he come back from that? Well, you know, he made – he just – last Did he year, get injured he- or something? What happened? Why don't I remember that? That sucks. Fuck. No, the, you know, he just, um, I think that Brent became a, a master of studying the, the, the season and he knew as well as anyone what it, what it took to do to check all the boxes, to get to the games and then excel at the games when Dave was programming them. I think last year there were a few elements that Adrian introduced that he wasn't as necessarily prepared for, um, and the field got better and, uh, you know, 
even for a guy like Brent Fikowski, sometimes there can be just this compounding effect at the games where things aren't going your way and it's it's hard to rally around that and just like wipe the, clay, the, the slate clean and show up the next day and do it again. And I just felt like almost everything that could have gone wrong went wrong for him at the games last year. He still had a decent finish. It was his worst finish at the games in a real games that he's competed at. But um, I think he can do a, a little better than that next year, but I don't know if he can do much better than 10th. The field has just gotten very, very good. And similar to those other guys, Noah and Cole and Travis, he's in his thirties um, and it's going to be harder and harder every year. Last year, he took the whole se- season off and focused on trying to have one more run at the, ch- the championship. It didn't go well this year. He's competed several times in the off season. He seems to be having fun. And I think that that might, might be a, a better recipe for him this time around. Uh, Lazar Jukic, uh, number nine, um, Samuel, uh, Quant number eight. There's no fucking way Jason Hopper beats Samuel Quant. There is no way. So I know you guys love Brian. I know it's a great list. I know it's hard to make, but when you see things like this, you have to wonder floor is yours, Mr. Friend. How the fuck? There's no way Hopper beats Samuel Quant. Is that our bet for the season? Sure. There's just no way. Quant is the the most underrated, legitimately best crossfitters in the world ever. We don't even talk about him on this show. It's like it's like it's like we're not allowed to. You know, I mean it's crazy. He's way better. I think he's not just better than Hopper, he's way better than Hopper. Okay. Well, um, you know, he has had ups and downs in his career. He has. But you got to wash away all his downs. I think he's got legit excuses for his downs. And he's yeah. really shown up in the last couple of years. The last year. Last year. 2020, he was second. 2021, he was unable to compete uh, in semifinals, basically. I mean, he competed, but he was kind of like Chandler in 2022. I'm not putting any stock into his performance there. He was obviously affected by something that was outside of his fitness. 2022, uh, fourth at the games. And we'll see. I think that this is one of those cases where, you know, he's likely to finish in the top 10 again this year, but I don't know that he'll do as well as he did last year overall in the rankings, obviously reflected by how I have him here. Could I be wrong? Definitely. On the flip side of that, we have Jason Hopper, who I don't think that I don't think we've seen even close to the best version of Jason Hopper yet. You know, I think that Fraser and O'Keefe and those guys saw, someone with a lot of potential and they had a year to work with him. And we saw a completely different version at the games last year than the previous year. I think we're going to see even a more refined, well-tuned dialed in and an extremely dangerous version of Jason Hopper this season. Uh, Jason Hopper, this is going to, this is going to piss some people off. Maybe Uh, Jason Hopper there. They were wooed by his football highlight reel. He's a fucking fantastic athlete. Uh, he's not a uh, podium crossfitter by any chance. No, by by no, doesn't have the. Uh, well, he's missing the mental fortitude and and all the skills to be on the podium. He he's not. He's not. There's no. There's no. I disagree with that. I think okay. he has a chance to podium with in his in his career. Um, right now, this year, I do I don't because I think the top three is too good. But uh, within the next five years, if he stays committed and disciplined, I think we can see Jason Hopper on the podium. I think the only hope is, is that something happens to those guys up top. Yeah. Right. Like they get, so, hit, by a, like they get know, hit by a train. 
Yeah, Roman and Ricky are 27 and 8 or 28 and 9, you know, and Jason's 24, I think. So that's what I'm saying. In the next five years, as those guys become 32, 33, 34, and he's coming into the prime of his career, 27, 8, 9, I think that's the time that he can he can catch him and podium. Uh, Sevon has turned on Jason Hopper. That is absolutely correct. I have. That's that's correct. It's, um, train accidents happen all the time. Yeah, that's that's all. So everything's correct. Uh, Bjorkman, Carl Goodmanson. I'd throw him in the pile with uh, Cole, Travis Mayer, Noah Olson. Unfortunately, those days are over. Uh, Jason Hopper, Jeffrey Adler, uh, the great white hope out of Canada. I think here's the thing with Jeff Adler and Sam Quant. I'm not a I'm not a believer in this statement. Well, anyone can win if the games are programmed. It it's all depends on how they're programmed. I hate it when people say that. That being said, man, I'm telling you, Adler and Quant, they're 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 the two of the most underrated guys out there. They are fucking amazing. Um, I mean, and that's weird saying when they're in the top ten, but man, they're good. I mean, they're like way better than the rest of the field. By by that, I mean the people like in the in in the bottom fifty. I guess you could say that about a lot of these guys. Yeah, we're. I mean, the, the, I think obviously, I think these are the top ten guys in the world. The only person outside the top ten that I considered putting in the top ten was Gee. I have him eleventh, um, and I think it's about as strong as the top ten that we've ever had. And that's you know, last year after the games, I spoke with BKG on the floor and he's like, God, my God, man, I finished ninth and I feel like I'm as fit as I've ever been. And, and in my mind, I'm like, yeah, this is as fit as a top 10 field as we've ever had. What is fun. I think Travis Mayer said something similar too, right? He felt like he, he feels like he's in insane shape. Yeah. He, his self-belief is skyrocketing. Yeah. I saw someone put up, uh, I think it was a meme or a joke or something the other day that, uh, you know, in, 10 years, the top snatch at the games has only gone up like 10 pounds or something like that. But the overall fitness of these guys is that like, it's still elevating. And by the overall fitness, I mean the amount of guys that are, that are pushing into that realm of incredibly fit across the board is growing. And this is, these are the guys. And so you can't have holes in your game anymore. Like you have to be good at everything in every spot on this board. Top 10 is difficult to move up within uh, one of the things I thought was kind of interesting yesterday is that, um, you know, there are quite a few people who messaged me. I don't know if they were in the comments or the DMs about Adler versus Vellner and the fact that Adler has beaten Vellner at three straight competitions last year. No, sh- no shit. Which competitions? Semifinals, games, and Rogue. Wow. But, you know, the semifinals was extremely fine margins. Vellner made several mistakes in that competition. Adler did not. He got the win. Rogue was extremely fine margins, as we've talked about. Vellner was two two reps away from winning. Adler was potentially one extra opportunity or fair opportunity away, for, uh, away from winning that competition. So it's really, really fine between those two guys right now. Um, and and yes, Adler has gotten him each of the last three years. Um, I don't know, one spot away from each other here. But on the flip side of that, Lazar Jukic also beat BKG at both parts of the game season last year, and no one seemed to take exception of me moving BK ahead of Lazar. Oh, okay. Fair. I I, I also want to um, point out, and I'm sure you're going to correct me here, but there's only the, the two youngest guys on here, I think, are Justin Medeiros and Jason Hopper. Mm-hmm. Then I'm guessing maybe Samuel Quant is younger than we think he is. I don't know how old Jeffrey Adler is. Quant's been around forever. I'm guessing he's the youngest guy with the most experience. 
Uh, well, I mean, <clears throat> he, he was 20 years old in 2016 as a rookie at the games when he won. Uh, I, I do. I, I do think that those things that you're saying about Jason Hopper, not being the best, best we've ever seen. I think you could say all that stuff about Justin too, by the way. I think outside of the fact that, in, and I'm projecting outside of the fact that Justin's got a girlfriend he's training with, which, which is just adding a, such an unknown element to the to the mix. I think Justin's glass ceiling is like pretty far away for a champion. I don't think we've seen a champion who can get. I don't think Rich or Matt won the games. Ah, maybe maybe Rich, but I, I don't. I don't. I, Justin has a lot of fucking room to get better, which is fucking mind boggling. It's got to be terrifying for the guys below. And his I, when I, I when I think of Roman and Ricky, the, the way I, I don't know why, but I just feel like that they the way they burn the candle that they don't have much life left in them. So you Maybe. think Hopper has a chance to podium in a couple of years? No, 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 no. <laughs> Hopper's empty. He's Hopper will Hopper's mental status is so fucked up that anyone can. Uh, he's it's a scrambled eggs up there in his brain. He's right. not. He's not free. He's not free. Uh, Ricky's been through hell and back. Mm-hmm. Justin gives gives two fucks. He's singularly focused. I mean, these guys are free guys. Yeah, I think you're grossly misrepresenting Jason Hopper, but that's okay. Okay, fair enough. Uh, as far as the top, the top three guys go. Um, Look yeah. at how how didn't Medeiros have? Uh, yeah, that's the honeymoon phase. Honey, honeymoon phase. Didn't Medeiros have a girlfriend last year too? Honeymoon phase. Our relationships are challenging. Look, I think all three of those guys have the opportunity to improve from what we saw last year. Justin Medeiros, in two years that he's won the games, has only won one single individual event at the CrossFit Games out of 30 chances or whatever it was. So if you're trying, you know, his, his consistency is remarkable. I wrote about it in the fall that this guy is winning by being consistently better and by pacing events, individual events better than his closest competitors, where he doesn't give stuff away as the events go on. Roman had you know, two, I think, glaring weaknesses at the games last year that prevented him from winning, which was uh, ring muscle-ups, which have cost him three competitions this season, and pacing, where there were a couple uh, workouts where he just went out too hot. I actually thought that he managed the games as a whole. We talk about this all the time, where there's the events, uh, the actual workouts, and then there's the in-between and the longevity of the week. I thought Roman did very well at that for his first time at the live CrossFit Games. He didn't look like he was fading as the weekend went on. I did see a comment a few minutes ago in here that said Ricky can't last four days. I don't know if that guy's joking or not, but it wasn't, I don't think it was the totality of the days of competition for Ricky. It was just that this, the, this programming, the order of programming was very skewed where there was a lot of skill and finesse stuff early and a lot of heavy stuff late. And so in general, I think Ricky's not going to do as well against the best in the world on the heavy stuff as he is on the skill and the long stuff. So that looked like he faded at the end of the weekend, but I'm not convinced it was that he couldn't last four days. I just think his worst events happened to end up closer to the end of the weekend. Uh, I was not joking. Interesting. Uh, I just, yeah. Okay. Uh, the great, this is a great list though. These, these are, these are all uh, great guys. Uh, it, it is, it is pretty amazing how quickly Hopper has uh, jumped the ranks. I don't think, uh, just to be clear, you have a misplaced at all. I think this uh, uh, Justin on top, Roman, Ricky. I could, I could, I, I, I see it. Uh, Patrick Vellner. Um, do you think that um, P- Patrick Vellner is this his last year? 
I mean, we keep asking that. Uh, I <clears> thought that last year, that last year, 2022, was the last chance for Vellner and Fikowski to possibly win the CrossFit Games. Um, I do think that Vellner has an outside chance to podium this year. I still think he's a like almost a sure thing for the top 10 and probably the top six. Um, so I would say that the, the most likely range of finishes for him is third to seventh. And if he finishes in that range again and he wants to run it back one more year, I think he could. Uh, this thing that Jeremy is saying, a um, couple events trip Ricky up. If he fixes those things, look out. The thing is, what I, I agree with you, but the thing is, is you could say that about Justin and Roman too. Like no, there not was, Justin. Hardly but, anything trips him up. No, but what I mean is, is Justin could have made some tweaks that would have even given him more points. Right. Yeah, I guess, but he just right. makes less. He makes less mistakes I agree. than anyone yeah. else, and so that like that's the thing that separates him. Where we can say Justin's room to improve is that instead of taking six finishes of second through fourth, he could convert three of those into a first. That's hard. I mean, that's hard to do. But uh, but he's Ricky young. Rome, he's very the, young. He's, he's very young. young. Yeah, but the field is very good. It's hard to get those event wins. He's the fact that he's consistently finishing third through six on events is why he's winning the games. Roman and Ricky, it's a lot easier to point at at specific things from last year's CrossFit Games and say there's room for improvement right there. When you look at the margins separating them from winning and you look at those errors or miscalculations, that's why at the start of the show when you asked if it was easier to pick the disc golf champion or the CrossFit Games champion, I chose the disc golf champion because I think there are three of the guys that can legitimately win the CrossFit Games this year, and I'm not sure which one of those guys is the best. I'm just going to stick with Medeiros until someone actually beats him. Uh, um, uh, Jeremy World, for sure, if Justin gets better at anything, it won't matter how good Ricky or Roman get. Justin will uh, continue to win. Uh, Bastian, a very weird take from Sevon giving Krennikov would have won the games if they had been on Z scored. Great point. Great point. I'll take it. Uh, tonight on the show, uh, we uh, tonight's show is going to be uh, – Tonight's show is going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be weird to see me try to keep up with uh, Halpin and Brian. That part's going to be fun. Uh, but we are going to try to understand and make sense of uh, this uh, worldwide rankings and this, don't tell me, strength of Caleb, field. Caleb, can you screenshot this right now with that plant growing out of his head? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this um, this uh, strength of... Uh, the strength of uh, field, we're going to try to make sense of it. They're, I, I mean, we're, we're like, oh, I think all three of us are disgruntled. The show is going to be very biased. We're, we're, all three of us are disgruntled, and, and maybe it's, we're just old and don't like change. But we're, we're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on here. And I think Brian and, and Mike have given it a ton of thought. And uh, we're going to get to the bottom of that. Anything else you want to add to that, Brian? No, I'm going to, I'm not, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to have opinions for sure. We're going to try to, show those uh, that those opinions are backed up by facts. So we've actually looked at numbers. We've looked at research. We've looked backwards and forwards. We've looked at what's actually happening versus what could potentially happen. And we think that there are ways to have a, a, a system that better accomplishes some of the goals that CrossFit has. And um, But at the same time, like I'm very aware of the, you know, the people that say like, hey, this is what it is, and we should try to make the most of it. So we're going to talk about it. We're not going to try to belittle it. We're just going to try to say that there. I think there are some questions or stones that were unturned, and that there's you know an opportunity to hopefully make some 
corrections in that regard going forward so that we get the best possible picture of what the landscape actually looks like this year instead of um, some of you know the representations that we have or are lacking really um, based on decisions that were made by athletes not knowing what this system was going to be. I will not be that friendly. Uh, facts hurt my feelings. I only want hot takes. You get a little uh, bit of both. Okay. Uh, great show. Uh, for anyone who wants to take a look at that list more closely, or even if you don't want to take a look at that list, head over to Brian Friend CrossFit. Um, that making that list is, uh, I don't want to say tedious because that has negative connotation, but it takes a lot of work. And thank you. And tomorrow at the same time, uh, we will be doing, we have a lot of shows coming up tomorrow at the same time. So t tonight we have a show to look at the worldwide rankings and the strength of field numbers. Thank you. Well done. And tomorrow morning we'll be doing the women's top 100. Is there uh, someone standing off camera that's holding a sign that says strength of field? Yeah, strength of field. <laughs> um, and then, to, and then, to, and then tomorrow night we're going to start uh, our series trolling the leader bar leader trolling the leaderboard. Jr. Howell will also be here. So you have three or three shows coming up. I don't know exactly what time, uh, Shana. Uh, <clears throat> I'm hoping 8 p.m. Central. Okay, so so 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That will be tonight. Um, and in in this, we'll be getting into a lot of things. A lot of this, uh, we'll be also be talking about these. A post that got a lot of attention that Mike Halpin and Brian uh, made regarding exemptions. We will get into that. I think we'll spend actually a lot of time on that. We'll open up the phone line. You can chime in and we'll talk about uh, what's going on here. Who gets an exemption and why? And is it fair? And should there even be exemptions? Should we just make it lower the barrier to entry for every, to get the best people to compete at the games, et cetera? Caleb, thank you. Brian, thank you. Justin Medeiros, thanks for holding down the fort and making uh, the number one spot uh, easy to talk about. Anything else, anyone? Well, I have a little bit more to, uh, to talk about the number one spot tomorrow. Okay. Oh, yeah, with the women. Mm -hmm. Oh, very interesting. We have a I'll new put, woman. At, we have a new woman at number one. Yeah, Tia will not be on the list. I'll put up uh, the rankings later this afternoon. And as always, please help Savan out. Tell him who I screwed up with and, uh, and who you'd like to see on the list or who you think shouldn't be on there. Okay. And for all of you who forgot to donate money today, which was all of you ding-dongs, uh, make sure you donate $2. Uh, no, that one person did, and we will oh. address his question about Katrin and Ellie tonight. Oh, thank you. Yes. Bye-bye.